marketing and media on the uh, live streams, yep. and he'll be with us in shortly. Uh, can't wait for tonight's guest, this guy, Rich Benson, so much. Uh, chops from being a tour player and a college player in the SEC. Craig looks ready, so let's yep. roll. All righty, James Scott Campbell, let's get the podcast started. Hello, you are at the net, and welcome, friends, to another episode of the At the Net podcast, powered by Texmex Productions. Working the soundboards in the back of the house are our producers, D-Mac and Dave Brake. Time to say hello to your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, as they're about to take us through three sets of tennis, talking life and all the news as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell. All right, thanks to our At The Net podcast girl, that would be Margot Carter, right? The usual Margot Carter for that, this is going to be the word of the night. Convivial. Convivial. <laughs> convivial. Convivial. I have a dictionary. I have a dictionary over there. Yeah, convivial. Oh, yeah, this is uh, the usual uh, conviviality meter. I've already got hit one. You know, maybe two. I said convivial twice. Rich said it once too, so we're at about four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a convivial introduction. And welcome, fans of the great game. You're listening to season one, episode one one four. We're climbing. We're moving on. We're going towards that two hundred mark, aren't we? We're getting there. All right. And this is only season one. It's only season one. How can that be? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How, how does that happen? You know, I've had the net podcast with AJ Chabri on my left. Craig. And with me, as always, to my right, Craig Bell. And we are talking the great game of tennis as it, it seems, seems to us. us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions, Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain. We did have a brain sighting, didn't we? We did. Even Rich got to meet the brain. That's yeah. right. Dave the Brain DeLeo, amazing guy. Yeah, from back of the house here. They're not on the soundboards. I just like to make it sound like they're on the soundboards. They were at one time. You are on the soundboards. I am. I'm yeah. moving the dials and buttons to make us uh, look like real people and sound like real people, and too. sound like it. Thank you. Right. I mean, holograms, I think, didn't uh, uh, John Yandel. John John Yandel said, I don't think you guys are making enough money, money for the uh, holograms. Yeah, we're not going not gonna to pack that in yet anyway. Yeah. But uh, also be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. That's our, most of our social media outlets at the moment. Plus, check out our good work on Fireside, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. I did it in one breath. Well done. Basically, that's all the important communication sites the kids find popular today. Do they find any more, you know? Convivial sites out there, do you think? I don't know, but we, we should make one called, I don't know, Convivium app or That's something. Right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. See right there. Let's See, we're, do th- it. we're thinking. All right. And ladies, if you'd like to read the opening intro like the very convivial Margot Carter, you know, let us know. Hit us up, hit AJ up on some digits, you know, and it's gonna be not hard to knock her off the podium, but but she does sound very convivial. We get she? demo tapes every now and then. So do do uh, send send me something on Instagram or email or whatever. And speaking of conviviality and the expert in the field of conviviality, that would be Rich Benson from Louisville. Louisville, is that correct? Louisville? Did I say it right, or is it Louisville? It's Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Louisville, Louisville yes. Kentucky. I'm actually being hologrammed in. I'm actually in <laughs> wow. Maui. Wow. He's in Maui. Wow. Man, isn't that amazing? I didn't know we could do Y'all that. Give a prize. Y'all give a prize for... The, the word of the day, yes. if you can find it and get it. Okay, I, I think I got it. All right, why don't you okay, go ahead and define convivial for well, us? Well, well, you didn't say I had to define it. <laughs> you just have to find I think it. I listen to your podcast so I can um, expand my vocabulary. Right, yeah. Well, Con- convivial. Convivial. That's very good. Very, very the convivial. The art of being friendly. 
Convived. 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 <laughs> with gesto. With, with, with life. With life. With life. Literally. Vivial. Right. Right there. Love so. it. I just pulled out. Yeah. My 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 16 year old. No, my 13 year old was looking up a, a word and I pulled out the dictionary. I said, this is what we used to use. Mm-hmm. I pulled it off the the shelf. This is what I use now. Web, like Webster. this. Yeah, I know. But I said, well, you know, what happens if we don't have that? So uh, you pull out uh, the Webster yeah. that was copyrighted in 1916. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then look it up the old-fashioned way. I do. Do you have a dictionary? I still have one. Do you have one? I, yeah. You, so you I have do. One? It's right over there. Okay. It's right on the wall. I could go get it. Wow. So we must be old people. I wonder how many. We're people, rather what, old. what is the average age of people who would have a dictionary? Do you think I'm an actual a hard copy? <laughs> it's got to be in the forties or fifties. So nobody in the thirties. I would think not. I mean, I, you know, I've done some writing like you, so I've got kind of uh, a writing manual, a thesaurus, and a dictionary. But your next question should probably be, yeah, you own all three. How often do you crack those books? Because right. half the time uh, you're using it's that. on the, this phone or an iPad. So it's like right over there. It's uh, a set of uh, the great books, kind of like encyclopedia, but I've yes. been hauling them around on every move. Because uh, I cannot throw them away. Oh, so much great information, but anyway, so, so we're last, digressing already. But well, that's okay. So that's, that's, that's why we, we just and I'm like, glad you mentioned moves because we're going to get to that in oh, the yeah. background. You've lived all over the place, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, the last question. This, oh, yeah, this yeah. funny one. Encyclopedia. Do you still have a cyclopedia? That I don't. No? No world book? No nothing like that? No. Well, yeah. he's got the great book. Right. I know Encyclopedia great, Britannica. Britannica. Yes, our the world great, book. Yeah. Do you have one of those? Do you have any encyclopedia, you know, in, in the parents, bookshelf? My parents do. Do they really? really? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's still on the shelf. <laughs> At home, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're old. Sorry, sorry, we everybody. Are. We're we're we are old people, but we're we're having fun, and it's our podcast, and we can do what we want to. You know, we can. You're and, only uh, as old as you think. That's so right. Let's not. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. We're not old. Well, I, I think I know that I've known you a long time. You know, Rich Benson. I ran into these. He and his his family up in the great state of Utah in Ogden, Utah, in about nineteen and eighty two. Yeah, that's 81, 82, 82. So Rich there. must have been in, in high school, probably he was in a freshman. He was in diapers. In diapers. Yeah, I changed his diaper maybe when he was, or maybe Mike did, his brother, his older brother. I knew his older brother just a little bit better, but I used yeah, to see Rich out did, there. But... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his, the rest of his family, I'd see them around the Ogden Athletic Club and just around Ogden in general. The, you know, the, well, Benson, the Bensons are a famous tennis family up in the northern Utah area. So. Yeah, and, and that was actually, that's going to be our first question is how did you guys meet? I believe Craig was uh, playing at a Division yeah. One college. College, mm-hmm. Weber State, the Wildcats. Yep. The Wildcats. And this is long before you went to University of Kentucky, the Wildcats. Yeah, two Wildcats. Uh, so tell us about you two getting together mm-hmm. as a high school student and a and playing elite junior tennis and a well, I remember him, he player. beat the crap out of me one time. Oh. It's like, Dad, gum, who is that kid? And I was like, Dad, we were playing. I, I don't know if you remember that match, Rich. We were playing at the athletic club. I, it was one of those local tournaments. I remember playing Rich Benson. I was like, holy crap, the kid beat me. I was like, geez, I was in college. It made me feel bad, you know. Uh, just, I went home and I couldn't get out of my room for like two weeks, you know, because Rich Benson beat me. But then it ended up being a pretty damn good player. So I was kind of like, oh, OK, I'm OK. <laughs> yeah, probably saw you played a couple of tournaments yeah. where you got where some of the college players played. I remember right. I played doubles with my my older brother. We played an open tournament in Salt Lake. We beat a couple of players from University of Utah as well. Mm. 
They weren't. They weren't real happy about that. <laughs> Mike's um, okay, but Richie's younger brothers, good. like Rich was, like I said, he was probably. You were in high school probably when about that time around eighty two three in that time frame, weren't you? Were you yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was practicing out at the the cl- the Ogden Athletic Club, mm-hmm. um, the South Club. Yep. Um, Probably there- saw you out there some too, and I, I went. I went and watched maybe a match or two when Weber State played because um, it was like a mile from my house. Mm. The, those tennis courts. We used to play on your courts all the time all whenever the time. we could. Yeah, yeah. yeah those pretty, the- pretty nice courts. I mean, we actually did have a pretty nice little setup right there on campus. Uh, we just didn't have any indoor courts. We had to go down down to the South Club. There was a North Club and a South Club actually mm-hmm. at one time. Did you ever play at the North Club? Did you ever go up there and play? Yeah, that's where I started playing. Oh, did you? We used to, we used to um, play after 10 p.m. And um, you could put quarters in the lights. It had like a, a traffic meter Yeah. and um, cheaper court time. So we went and you could put quarters in the, in the lights, just like a traffic meter. Yeah. Put in a couple quarters and it would give you, I think it was like 15 minutes for, for a quarter. And we would play, you know, and I would fall asleep. I don't know if you remember. Did you, did you play out there? We we actually coach had a key, it was, but but we it wasn't open at the time when I got it just had closed. I think okay. maybe the year before it was not a functioning club. Just the well, South that club. was that was uh, in the heyday of tennis. That was it was called the Mount Airy Racket Club, and it had this huge stone. It was like thirty feet high, and it said Mount Airy Racket Club, and uh, that's where I started playing tennis as a kid. Yeah, so, and this was the first tennis boom. We are about to enter or have been entering into the second tennis boom now. Um, Maybe it's COVID-related, whatever it is. It is now, for the first time in in a decade or two, tough to get a court these days. So maybe we got to go back to the the quarters or a card swipe uh, to get the lights on or something. Yeah, we did that a lot, yeah, to save money. We had uh, my dad got us playing tennis, switching over to how we got, got started playing tennis. My dad taught himself how to play and played on the high school team but he never had any coaching he just was a an engineer type a personality and he read about 25 books on how to play tennis and probably still has them at his house and uh, very you know had a continental grip and and uh but he was a pretty good player he played for the university of idaho Mm -hmm. um when he where he went to school and uh, he just got our whole family in it. We're a tennis family. Well, that kind of uh, answers the next question, which is how'd you get into tennis? But my follow up is how did you develop in the 70s? Fairly modern strokes. If I recall, you've got the hybrid two hands and one hand. You've got a one hander. Obviously, you slice one handed. I'm talking backhands, but even your forehand, fairly modern for a 50 something year old guy. How'd you get started with such great strokes? Well, my dad, I was taught to hit a hit a standard forehand where you stepped in, not not open stance. Uh, so I grew up doing that, but um, I grew up on the baseline, and I just kind of naturally went to that. I think because it was easier to recover, and um, I can't remember the first time I learned that. But as far as the open stance forehand, but the backhand, I call it a one and a half. Yeah, I, I just um, you know grew up watching Borg play. And just that's who I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to grow up and play like Bjorn Borg. And so he kind of had that right at the end there. You always saw the pictures and he would let go a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, so I just sort of started playing and did that just um, and my dad let it go. My my older brother actually had the same type of backhand. But uh, there was a famous coach that changed his backhand completely. And 
I don't think he ever recovered. Really? Did <laughs> did your brother, when he was changed uh, by that coach, did he go to a pure two-hander or a one-hander? He went He went to a, a one-hander. I see. And it didn't recover. And didn't recover. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, we have a couple of yeah. modern examples. I know Jimmy Connors had a, more of a traditional two-hander, but often – did the the release uh, um Boliteri called it the i think he called it the one-handed release which i think of as as a one-hander i think of as hey one-handed and then release the bracket left so that's not it so for, in your case like you said one and a half but i think mikhail yuzhny the russian guy he used to have a two then one and switch to just one and obviously successfully so i'm sad your your brother mike uh didn't, uh... Yeah, he should have stayed with that. It was, uh, in fact, I just I watched the movie uh, King Richard. Oh yes, what did you think? Yeah, yeah. I just Give watched us... that on the flight. Yeah, and uh, I loved it actually. Oh, I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, uh, really story of amazing story of of uh, you know a couple girls in inner city that just you know had the will to um, to make it make it happen, and she had parents that stood behind them. So anyway, yeah, I really liked it. I'm going to have my whole family. We're going to watch it together. Just out of, uh, just out of curiosity, have you ever run into them, the Williams sisters? Any- I have not. Okay. No, never. No, never when, had the opportunity. But when you watch it with your family, you might have a few moments where you tear up a little and you hold it back. That is an emotional film. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was tearing up. Yeah. I, I watched it on the plane. Yeah. I just, just uh, the other day. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of times because yeah. we have, you know. Any, any tennis family, if you've grown up playing tennis, I'm sure you have some of the same um, emotions on different things. Um, parents, you know, my dad was our was my coach, and there were times where I didn't particularly like the way he the way he um, encouraged me strongly. <laughs> um, but he was um, he was a lot easier on me than he was on my, my older brother. I think on the tennis side, he just kind of let me go and. And um, I thought it, t- it turned out pretty well but from a kid from Ogden, Utah. I mean, how's a kid from Ogden, Utah, you know, get to play D1 tennis and play at a high level SEC tennis and yeah. then you know, have a dream and play a little professional tennis, too. So I'm very fortunate in that regard. So speaking of the Williams sisters, I wonder if the Benson brothers ever played doubles together, you and Mike. We did actually. I just mentioned uh, earlier. Of course, um, I, I meant I uh, like later on. No, um, when I was in college, we we played. I don't know if you ever, uh, Craig, if you ever played the the Northwest Circuit, uh, some pro. You know, I didn't go. Small, I didn't go up that way. No, I, I was. I kind of hung around, you know, back down south in, in Oklahoma, down this way, and uh, no, I did. I didn't get to make it up there. I know a couple of people who did. I think Eric Sturmo did. If you remember Eric, they had a yeah yeah yeah. They had a nice. Uh, circuit i think um hopefully they still do but went through oregon and washington state and um colorado the denver city pepsi open was one of the tournaments but uh, my older brother and i we played a few of those i want to say we might have won one or two when i was right after my freshman year in college we played that circuit i played uh, my first kind of atp back when it was um satellite circuit you had to play four might even have been five weeks in a row it was crazy yeah and then the fourth or fifth oh my gosh the masters Masters, you know you gotta have a tournament to play i played played one of those circuits got my first atp point singles after my freshman year 
um, the circuit went through Kentucky <laughs> and, um, my coach, my, my, uh, college coach, Dennis Emery connected me with a couple of wild cards, which helped. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten that point if I didn't have a couple of wild cards, but he had to win a couple of matches in the main draw to get enough points to yeah. qualify. And so that was a big deal for me. So you got, you got up pretty high, you know, if I did some research, you were what around top the 500, 500 yeah, yeah. Top five, 500. I mean, that's, that's pretty darn good. That's pretty tall cotton for a kid from Ogden, Utah. Right. It was, it's okay. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to go a lot higher. So I don't think that that was that high of a ranking, but, um, but it, it, yeah. it it's hard to do. I mean, it's very hard to do. Yeah. So Rich, you mentioned the Northwest circuit. Uh, was there one of the stops? Um, something I got to play in is, uh, the tournament at the Seattle tennis club right on the water on McGilver Avenue. That was one of your yeah. haunts. I'm sure. Yeah. I played there. Um, I played there a couple of times. I played the open tournament, the money tournament there one a year after, after I graduated, I was uh-huh. trying to make it. I was trying to decide if I was going to go back to grad school or keep playing. And, um, I was dating somebody at the time from Seattle. Uh-huh. So that was a convenient tournament to play. I remember <laughs> losing in the finals of that little money tournament, small money tournament. Wow. But, um, but it was absolutely beautiful. That, that place to play. Amazing club. Yeah. Gorgeous place. We're having that tournament now. Uh, they just asked Hartrew to be one of the sponsors of the tournament. So one of um, the things I remember about that club is they wanted you to wear not just white shirt, but also white shorts, head to toe, white, white on white. Yeah. Do, do they yeah. still gotta, have that? Gotta, I don't know if they still have it, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they had that rule even for pro competitors coming in for that tournament, not All just white. for members. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure if even back, well, I don't know that I had all white, everything. I had mostly white, yeah. you know. Yeah, predominantly. I think, the, I think they use the word predominantly. Yeah, they, yeah. Reebok, Reebok had some nice, um, you know, they still had that little splash thing on the shoulder yeah. or whatever yeah. of color, which is, anyway. Well, Rich, yeah. speaking of travel, Craig mentioned, um, or and, and he we both mentioned, and you mentioned all the moves that you've been through with the books. Uh, tell us about all these places you've lived as a player, then as a, a business person, and as a as a grad school student. Tell us about all these places, and then, of course, Louisville, Kentucky. Well, I can't believe that I've moved around as much as I have, yeah. considering I never really wanted to mo- to move that much. When I was in high school, my dad gave me the opportunity. He said there's a few players from the Intermountain section that are going to Boletari's. And if I wanted to go to Boletari's my last year, my senior year, I, you know, he would, they would make the sacrifice, you know, and make it happen if I wanted to. And I was such a homebody that I decided not to, not to do it, but probably would have been great at that time. They had a really nice crop of players, including Agassi. And, you know, those guys were down there. Oh Yeah. David Wheaton, Um, Jim Courier, Todd Martin, they're all just, a year or two younger than you. Yeah, I think they were all there at that time. But uh, a few years earlier, I had I had uh, moved for a semester. So I left Utah, Ogden, and I went and I lived with my older brother, Mike, when he was going to school at Foothill Junior College. Northern California, so, yes. So he invited, he invited me to, my older brother invited his little brother to come stay with him, live with him while he was in college. Can you imagine doing wow. that? Wow. Like, so, uh, he must've loved brother, you. He's got a great heart. Yeah. And, um, you know, I consider, you know, a lot of my success to my older brother because he did everything that he could to help me 
So I went down to uh, when I was in seventh grade, I think, and I lived with him. He had an apartment. I thought it was kind of cool. He taught me how to drive when I was 13 years old. Hey, <laughs> on, driving. on the windy roads on the peninsula in Northern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Fortunately, I didn't get in any trouble, at least during that time uh, driving around. But, uh, but yeah, he was going to Foothill. I have some fond memories there, um, getting to uh, hit a little bit with Brad Gilbert. Uh, he he was on that foot, foothill team with my older right, brother, right? And Tom Ch- uh, Tom Shivington, the coach. Uh, what Tom did you, what did you was a coach. Yeah, yeah. what did you pick up from the legend Tom? Oh, just um, I remember. Well, I don't remember a whole lot. I remember Brad Gilbert just saying, "Come on, little Benz. You know, let's see what you got." Yeah. He called my brother Benz, and then he called me little Benz. Little Benz. Little Benz. Um, but I hit around with him, and he's. I, I think he liked my backhand. Yeah. But. Uh, but Tom, I don't know that Tom ever necessarily l- looked at me. Although when I was in college, I remember um, he was traveling some with Brad Gilbert, you know, and the, the, uh, the advice that he did was just get out there and start playing. If you yeah. want to make it as a pro do whatever you can to just get out there, you know, as soon as you can, you know, don't ne- necessarily have to go to college. If you have the money uh, start playing, if you think you're good enough right. then go, go play. That was his advice. So, and a, a silly sidebar is Brad Gilbert is known, of course, as a commentator and a coach, uh, but probably even more known for all the nickname he nicknames he bestows upon players. Maybe you were the one of the first ones, uh, Benson, <laughs> little, little Benz. Benz. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, obviously great player. And um, yeah, anyway, that was fun. So that was my yeah. first. That was my first move, and it right. wasn't pretty because I was kind of a homeboy, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, I missed my friends and tennis was great. got to play a lot of tennis, um, out in Northern, Northern Cal. Um, I practiced a little bit with a friend of mine now, TJ Middleton. Oh yeah. Who ended up uh, moving from California to, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you remember Benji Robbins? Do you, do you remember that name? I don't know Benji, but we did have TJ on our show a few months ago, but yeah. Tell us okay. about Robbins. Yeah. Well, ben, he, Benji was a high school coach out there and he was coaching TJ at the time. Mm-hmm. He later wore, I think he later went to work for the HP for a little bit, but um, I think he was coaching TJ at the time. And he took us to, we played one tournament together. I think we practiced and we were going to try to practice more um, when I was out there, but I ended up only staying for a semester. Mm. I just was too homesick. I just said, I gotta, I gotta come back home. But um, unfortunately probably, you know, would have helped me in the tennis tennis realm, but and I had played TJ earlier back on the Northwest Circuit. I remember playing TJ in uh, at the Jericho Tennis Club in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes, when we were like twelve or fourteen. So TJ ended up going to Georgia, and I went to Texas, and I mean, uh, uh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, and um, but um, so yeah. So when I was a kid. I lived in California for a little short period of time. And then of course I went to Kentucky. Um, first night I was there first weekend, cried myself to sleep because I didn't know anybody in Kentucky other than the coach had recruited me there. And, um, so I was in Kentucky for, you know, actually five years was on the five-year plan. I was on the tennis plan really, but, but I got my business degree from Kentucky and uh-huh. that was important for my parents. I thought I was after my second or third year, I really wanted to just turn pro, but uh, I was playing the qualifying at the ATP event and I tore my hamstring second round up. So I 
one of my first round qualifying. I was playing Kelly Jones second round. Lost lost the first set in a tiebreaker, and the first game of the second set, I was running for a ball, and uh, my hamstring tore, popped, so fell down and dealt with that my whole fr- uh, senior year. Anyway, I'm kind of digressing, but um, so after college, tr- I, I tried to make it. I had a dream to play, and I just went out and played. Fortunately, I had a my parents supported me a little bit and um, allowed me to travel a lot of the world trying to make it as a pro, but when my days playing tennis were over, I went, um, you know, went to work and, um, got a job building tennis courts in Kentucky. So I did that for 15 years and, um, enjoyed working for Louisville paving company. Great company. Um, my boss, Joe Doherty was just a great guy. He still is a friend of mine and we still talk, um, you know, a few times a year, but now that we're back, you know, I'm looking forward to connecting with him again, but, Came back to Kentucky and and um, uh, worked as a court builder, tennis court builder for 15 years, and then decided to go into college coaching. So that's what started s- some more moves. Um, thought that I would always coach at, at, at some point. My parents coached together. They coached the girls' high school team oh, in yeah. Ogden, Ogden High School. Um, they coached together. I think it was for 24. Let's see, 24 years. My parents coached the high school girls' team. In those 24 years, they took state 17 times. Come on. So 17 state titles. They took second, I think, four times. And I think they, let's see, that's 21. So they missed out a couple of years, but 17 titles. Really, they had a dynasty there. And um, Ogden High School girls team. But both my parents were that. So uh, they coached and and did that together. And uh, my dad was really the driving force because he was the one that, you know, knew a lot about tennis and my mom was the, the encourager and administrator a little bit, but dad was on the court and they didn't cut anybody, you know, back in the day, they just had, they had a JV team that played. And, um, so, I uh, thought I would coach, but you know, I got, I was, I got married and, you know, wasn't, wasn't going to stay around that, that, that long in Louisville, but got married to a wonderful, um, beautiful lay, um, woman, who we've been married now 24 years, I guess. So, and have four kids. Um, but I had this, this desire to coach. So kind of jumped off the deep end and left my job and wanted to do something different. So wanted to get into college coaching. And um, so that year I ended up being the volunteer assistant at the university of Louisville, um, the Kentucky Wildcats, um, great rival, but, uh, but I'd known uh, the coach there for a long time. And, um, it was just, that was, that was a good place to start. So I was the volunteer coach there for a year. And then after that year, we ended up going to, um, uh, Liberty university in Virginia, um, right? Li- uh, in Virginia, Lynchburg, I think yeah. in, in Lynchburg. So I was an assistant coach there for four years. Uh, after that, um, I did some work with an organization called Athletes in Action, mm-hmm. which is a great uh, sports ministry. Um, kind of at the same time, I knew I wanted to coach, but also my main thing was I just wanted to help college tennis players. I was a college tennis player that that could have went the could have went the wrong way, so to, so to speak. Um, two of the two of my teammates are there; they've passed now, but um, their lives went a different direction. Um, so re, you know, recently within the last, well, it's been about 15 years yeah. now, but, um, so they yeah. were in their late thirties when they died. 
the late thirties, early forties. Yeah. Early 40s, yeah. Yeah. Both of them. And they were, they were, it was probably, um, yeah. Substance, some kind of substance I abuse, see, um, see. type, type things. But, um, two guys that I played doubles with that I spent a lot of time with, um, in fact, um, you know, um, Kenny, Kenny Riley and I, we, as freshmen, we, we won the region, region, uh, region three doubles title as freshmen. So we got to go to the national indoor. And, um, so that was a big deal. That, that was the first time I guess that, um, you know, coming as a, as a freshman, you know, winning down at Georgia, winning the title, winning the region down in, at the university of Georgia. Yeah. That was a big deal. Um, yeah, that was the first time I was like, man, I can play with these guys. Yeah. You know, first time. Cause I just won the tournament as a freshman. Right. And uh, nobody knew, you know, knew who I was or really. And, uh, and all of a sudden we're playing with the best college players in the country. Yeah. Guys Houston. like TJ guys, like Al Parker, the pretty big. Yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke Jensen, Jensen was, yeah. was big at the time. Um, you know, the guys from UCLA, Stanford, who are the players at Stanford? Eric. Uh, oh, oh uh, up at Stanford. Yeah. I would think uh, O'Brien or he's just a little younger those guys. He's a little younger. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Tarango was oh, there. Course, Martin yeah. Blackman was yeah. there. In fact, um, we beat we beat Stan for two of those two years. Kind of um, like to say that we had some heated heated matches with Stanford. <laughs> In fact, I like to go into one of those at some point tonight. <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, but you were talking about moving, so yeah, we moved, we moved to Virginia, yeah. um, where I coached at Liberty for for four years. Had a great time there. I loved coaching and working with the players. Um, they had a change of leadership and unfortunately I didn't get to stay. So, um, I decided to move on after trying to get a coaching job, getting a coaching job that'll support a family of six is kind of hard to do. So I decided to to leave that and get back into the tennis industry that yeah. I had been involved in in a long time, which is uh, court building court surfacing and, uh, working for a company now called called heart which is a great, uh, great tennis company been around for almost a hundred years. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can go into that later, but no, actually, but, no, um, that's uh, uh, rich. That's a perfect transition into our second set where we get to talk about current projects and future projects. Now that we've, you know, kind of explored your background and a lot of your moves, <clears throat> um, the move back to the tennis industry, on the court side, I think of Hartrue, I think of one of my f absolute favorite surfaces. Typically, it's that grayish green clay that's very popular yes. in America. But yeah. you're doing so much more than that now. It's uh, You're doing um, sports coatings for all kinds of courts, pickleball and tennis hard courts, right? Yeah, we have the surface now for for clay and, and all the hard court surfaces um, played on asphalt and concrete. Mm -hmm. So we have the sport coated colored sport coatings now. So Hartru can be your surface, no matter what you're playing on, oh, so, that's excellent. which is nice. Hey, what about the color red in Hartru? Does that exist? We, we, yeah, we make a red. Yeah. It's called America's America's red. Uh -huh. We call it clay. It's technically not clay, right? Um, but we, we make a, an American red and we have some, some clay systems that uh, we put American red on there. We also import, import a european red clay it's actually the red clay the brick from italy brick dust the, from italy right yeah well it's i'm not sure the exact uh composition but uh but it we do import it from from italy and um it it's more of the true european red clay product 
It's uh, it's neat you say this. Um, I had an opportunity. Um, uh, Craig and I both saw Francisco Roig, the uh, the longtime coach of Rafa Nadal, and I had the opportunity also to talk to uh, a really great player who's starting an academy. Uh, Francisco felt like all developing juniors should have some clay in their in their repertoire to learn the construction of points, the sliding, and uh, just to emphasize movement. He must have said the word movement 30 times in the two hours. You know, it's so important in tennis. Um, the academy owner that I got to spend some time with was convinced that not just 40 or 50% of the time a kid should grow up on clay, but close to 80 or 90% of the time was the number he was uh, trotting out there. Uh, so I thought, you know, this is a, a fortuitous, perfect timing. Uh, we get to ask Rich, what do you think, as a guy who has coached, a guy who has played at an extraordinarily high level, what do you think the role, if somebody were building a club or an academy in America, what do you think the role a hard court and a clay court should play? If I was well, I still have a five-year-old. Oh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, there you are. I've gotten him started playing tennis um, this past year, so he takes a lesson or two. But um, I, I hope to get him on clay as soon as possible. I think that's I think that's really important um, for the development. Not, well, two things. Development of a player's mental skills, because playing on clay and having to um, use the word grind – having to grind more, it just, it develops you in a greater sense than playing on hard court all the time. The points are longer. You have to, you have to be able to mentally stay out there and yeah, construct a point um, in a way that uh, hard courts, hard court tennis doesn't teach you. You know, now we've got, we still have uh, serve and forehand, you know, hit just hit a huge serve and and uh, and cheat and 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 hit a big forehand so and that and that wins a lot though don't get me wrong um you know on certain on certain courts but um and now it seems like it doesn't matter how tall you are you you're still you can still move pretty well yeah. i mean if you look at some of the top and america well top everybody you know now these athletes are just so tall and they're 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 moving like you know they're 511 you know, it's amazing what they're doing now, but I think that um, playing on clay is important. I think that you could get a better, well-rounded uh, player that's used to constructing uh, better points. You know, it's like a chess game. This is what you do and, and um, you know, your fitness increases. But I think the mental capacity, though, of being able to stay in a point as opposed to checking out, you know, a lot of coaches will use that term or no, it's a checkout. Check yeah, they just out, don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And, yeah. and kind of, and I was, I was one of those players who, gosh, if, if it went more than 10, 10 or 12 points, I was, it would, I'm, I'm ending this. I'm, I'm, I'm coming into the net. So I was, I was a hardcore player. Yeah. I never played on clay until the 12s nationals. I went to 12 nationals and just got destroyed because I never played on clay before. I had no idea how to play on it. You know, I was trying to hit, you know, I was used to growing up in Utah, high altitude tennis. Yeah. Um, and uh, you didn't have to play the points that long. So I just wasn't used to it. So I didn't do that well on clay at all. But I like to play on it now. So um, if you play on clay, your body, it's so much easier on your body. So much. Uh, 
Um, and I can play tennis now, play an hour of tennis and not be sore the next day playing on, on hard true clay. And, but, uh, I think it would, would develop players, um, to a greater extent, um, uh, growing up and at least half the time playing on clay. If you can understand that, it, that, you know, you just, it's not available for everybody. So you have to make the surface, um, have to make tennis more available to more people. So how do we do that? And so I think Hartrews hit on something there, you know, now we're the surface of hard courts as well. So I should ask you um, when Hartrue does a sports coating, that's, you know, whatever color the, the, uh, the host picks when it's a hard court or a, like you said, alf- asphalt or cement, is there a cushioning component to it for the, uh, for the health of the players or is it just straight hard? At this time, we haven't, we haven't launched our cushion products yet. Um, we just jumped, jumped into the marketplace last, really last year yeah. with, with a, a great coating. So they, they started um, developing the formula, I'd say about four or five years ago. And uh, it, it honestly, it just takes a little while to, to get the right, get the coating where you want it to be. Um, I think we've got it where we want it to be now, where it's, you know, we're using excellent ingredients, essentially uh, great, you know, expensive pigments in the mix and um, got a great product out there. Uh, this year, our plans uh, are to launch a cushion product and then continuing, you know, Hartree wants to be the leader in the tennis industry, essentially. So um, the people that, the owners of Hartru want us to be the best in the business. Yes. So they, they, they want us to be the surface of the U.S. Open yeah. next time around. They want Hartru. They want people playing on a, can you imagine we're playing on a Hartru surface at the U.S. Open? Yeah. People are going to go, they're going to scratch their head and go, yeah. what, what do you mean? You know, I still run into that. Yeah. And they'll say, Hartru, I, didn't, I didn't know Hartru was in the hardcore business. Or, know, or, just, or, or people my age would say, oh yeah, Hartru was at the U.S. Open at Forest Hills from 75 to 77. But, right, yeah. But it's the well, new hard truth. It's going to come full circle now. So. Yeah, it comes right back. But you can tell yeah. everybody, you can be, you can say it's it's the court surface of Bent Tree Country Club. That's I'm sure, right. I'm sure you that'll got... pull some weight out there. You know, Definitely, the CB. <laughs> by but the way, I'm... I'm... Know, <laughs> those colors are really nice, by the way. Yeah, oh, thank you, yeah. Out hey, of Bent Tree, yeah. Yeah, they, I, they, I did They wrong. are. And the, the pro out there has got some amazing um, um, tennis going on out there. I mean, he's got programs like crazy. Last time I was there, there were people all over the courts. They were, the yeah. Ball. Pickleball, too. Can you imagine pickleball? Yeah. Yeah. Pickleball at Bentry? Yeah. Wow. That's right. We had, Unbelievable. We had all the courts going uh, a couple hours ago. Every one of them. Amazing. On a Sunday afternoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, whoa, my goodness. That is awesome. Yep. Rich, that I, is amazing. I'm so glad you mentioned, uh, you used the word, uh, I, I think intentionally used the word expensive pigments, uh, meaning are they going to be... First of all, it sounds like the punk band I'm going to start, the, yeah. expect, uh, the expensive, expensive pigments. pigments. Yeah. Oh. So that's my rock band. Uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what is so good about the expensive pigments? Are they, do they stay truer longer? Do they fade uh, less often? Yes, that's the hope from, for, for everybody is yes. that your, your color stays truer longer. Um, there's, there's no, there's no way around the sun, of course, and the oxidation of the sun, um, beating down on a court, uh, no matter what you do, yeah. it's going to take a toll on it. just like a car, you know, a nice car has to be cleaned and, and waxed and taken care of, you know, tennis courts are the same way, but, um, 
you know, Hartru uses some great um, pigments that uh, that should uh, produce long lasting, you know, durability and 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 visibility for for the long term. So, well, thanks for tackling some current <laughs> and future projects. I want to get to a really fun tennis question, and it's a two parter. Um, when you were competing, you were in there, you were playing satellites and, you know, getting to that challenger and ATP tour level, who were some of your favorites to, uh, model your game after besides Borg, who is a lot older than you, but, uh, give us some favorites then. And the second part of this, of course, is a question from, uh, from either our Facebook or YouTube feed. Somebody's asking, uh, um, I believe it's Rick Eckloff asking who is your current favorite crop of players. So Go go eighties nineties and then of course today. Oh wow, eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, Pat Cash was probably the guy that I love to watch because you know he was five eleven, I was five eleven. Yeah. He wasn't the biggest guy, but you know he won Wimbledon. Um, Eighty seven, yeah. He won won Wimbledon there, so you know uh, I had the opportunity to wear Diodora shoes, so I was like, he was my guy. You know, yeah. he was like. You know, loved Pat Cash, and um, but you know, Borg. Growing up, Borg was always my favorite. So Borg, and then watching Connors play. Connors was a little, little, um, yeah, too too aggressive on the court, let's say. Um, but uh, but I mean, he was so tenacious. You know, out there, um, loved watching Connors play, and still love that his run at the U.S. Open. You know, back oh, when was that? Was that ninety uh, one when he was about thirty nine years old? He was forty years old yeah. or something. You know that 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 was inspiring. I, I watched the, the the reels on that, and um, but that was amazing. So Borg was my favorite. I lo- but I loved Pat Cash um, coming up, and um, those were in the eighties. Trying to think of who else, but uh, love love. I mean, gotta love the fight in the doll. I mean, it's oh. amazing what he's still doing now, even um, what he has been able to do, but um, you know, he's been playing on clay, which is a lot easier on your body. So, um, you know, you look at a a number of the American players that have been playing on hard courts. They, unfortunately their bodies, you know, haven't lasted. Um, But, um, but Isner, I mean, it's great. I mean, Isner had a great career. So, um, you know, he just must have some fantastic DNA in his genes to be able to, to do what he does on hard courts for so long, you know, and there's a college player, uh, college player. I love to see college players do well, especially American college players. But, uh, so loved, love what Isner has done. Um, but, um, you know, as far as current players, yeah, I'll always be a Roger Federer fan, a Nadal fan. Um, but, um, you know, some of the new, new players coming up are, you know, I mean, they're exciting to watch. Uh, went to uh, Cincinnati tournament last year. Oh, saw yes. some great tennis. Um, yes. Few matches during the day, but Cincinnati's not too far from Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great tournament. I think that's the best tournament uh, around, just because so much talent is there, and it's just so much easier to get in and out of. Um, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Well, it's in Cincinnati, but it is, yeah. Northern, Northern Cincinnati. But, uh, <laughs> so, Southern Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, Southern Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It's, river, all, it's all the same. It's yeah. right on that river, right? Yeah. You, the river you all share. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, go to Cincinnati. Awesome. Um, this year, I'm hoping to go to the City Open. 
in Washington, uh, D.C. I love Washington, D.C. Uh, my kids love it. Uh, we've been there three or four times. When we lived in Virginia, we made a point to go up and visit Washington, D.C. Hopefully it'll be open. You know, all the museums will be open. The last time we went, we had personal tour, tour of the Capitol. Incredible. Um, a couple of years prior to that, we went to the the Easter egg roll on the, on the Capitol grounds. On that the was, lawn, that was yeah. awesome on the lawn. So we were right there. I guess that was when we went and did the, the, uh, the tennis event that they, that the USTA put on, you know, on the uh, Obama tennis court there. And uh, so we went out and, you know, enjoyed that. But so I'm hoping to go to the city open, you know, on behalf of Hartree this year. Yeah. Um, and your corporate Hartree, office. Hartree, yeah. Hartree is, is going to be the surface of the city open now right. for the next year. So. Your, your corporate office is probably yeah. not too far from DC in, in Virginia, right? Yeah. It's not, it's, yeah. it's a couple hours. Yeah. A couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Pretty so close. I'm, when you were saying, uh, it is our dream to have the U S open, uh, court, uh, I thought you guys have a little start already with the city open, which is right before yeah. the U.S. Open. Yeah. yeah, we've got a couple of challenger events like uh, University of Kentucky hosts um, the Lexington Challenger. Right. That's a nice tournament. We just surfaced um, the the courts at UK, my alma mater there. Um, and um, UVA has it now at the Boar's Head. They host a challenger there. Um, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll probably pick up some other ones. We'll, we've got some got some nice leads in texas you know yeah. there's a lot of tennis going on in texas yeah so, there is we know about it. we love going it. Hey, we're gonna host a big match on thursday it's bent tree versus lakewood in oh, 3.5 ladies that's a big man, I, man, <laughs> man can i get some tickets to that sure how, come on <laughs> we're gonna beat up on aj's club I, i'm not laughing you know I, i'm just trying to, <laughs> i'm trying to roll with craig's uh, craig's awesome. joke by not laughing right <laughs> hey uh we got to go to the third set craig bell who oh first of all Oh, any others in the second set? Let's yeah. see. We have a question oh, from the next group. Okay. Do you feel, as an expert coach and player, uh, speaking of Pat Cash, who we I think all loved, do you feel a, that there could be a revival of a more attacking serve and volley style? In, and I think we're talking about yeah. uh, for mm -hmm. the pro game yeah. or college game. game. Yeah. I sure hope so. That would be exciting to see, I think. Somebody who does come in behind a serve, not 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 just wait for that short forehand, but um, you know I, I would love to see it. You know I think um, that it would add some life to some things. Bring back the Boris Becker. Bring back oh, the Michael Stieck. Yeah, you know uh, Stefan Edberg. You know oh. those guys' hands were awesome. But um, do I think it, it? You know who 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 knows? I would love to see it though. A couple of years ago, there was a there was a girl uh, who played at Kentucky who she served in volley. Really, it was so much fun to watch her play because you just never see that, and especially for for women's tennis, yeah. let alone men's tennis. But uh, but it was yeah, what was her? I'm trying to think I'll of the last play. woman who served in volley besides Martina. Is there anybody? I mean, occasionally Ash Barty did, and occasionally the current crop, you see it as a sneak play, but not as a staple. Right. And like of Martina, course, that's Martina for sure. Staple, but that's I, think, to think. Yeah, I think Yayuk yeah. Basuki, who is maybe 30 or 40 in the world. Gesundheit. She was, yeah, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> she was a uh, slice backhand, get into the net girl. But you're right, there aren't. I mean, Justine Hennan did a little, Alicia Molik. Amelie Moresmo, but more as a tactic, right. not as a that staple. Stay, right. And you're going with yes. I mean, even Roger Federer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's doing it more, but of course, he's 
maybe he did early on, out. then he stopped. That's he what made did. me mad because he, he started. Oh, I can beat you from the net. I'll just tell yeah. you what, I'm gonna beat I'll you from just the hang back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he lost his mojo for going for the net. I'm and like, what about the? Roger? I know for me, yeah. I get a little dopamine endorphin rush when I see Rafa Nadal with the wide and wide when he serves in volleys. But like we were saying, he's more of a tactic. He's using it as a tactic yeah. rather than a staple. So. Uh, good oh, question. Yeah. It's, from it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, but oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, mean, I don't know that it's coming back anytime soon. But. They need to move to Utah and, and, and work out with Rich Benson. I'm telling you, <laughs> there we go. Rich Benson will bring it back. I can guarantee. The it. High altitude tennis out there, though. Yeah, everybody should go to Utah and, and play a little tennis. Experience some high altitude tennis. I, I will tell you, one of my best tournaments ever was altitude red clay. That 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 fits Alpha for red clay. It fits wow. because Bogota. <laughs> Actually, our friend Jason <laughs> Marshall said that. Marshman. I'm thinking more in in the middle of Spain. I played a few there, and I thought, oh, wow. I love that it's not wet and slow, and I love that I can mm-hmm. go in and hit a drop volley, and it just kind of fits into what I like. And I know you mentioned the bailout shots, which you know you admitted after ten or twelve. My number might have been after eight or ten shots. I think CB is like after how many? Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be giving myself, you know, mine's probably seven or eight. I see. Okay. Yeah, so I twelve to, to give myself a little benefit of the doubt. But, I appreciate yeah. that. That's I, I wasn't going to rally with that guy. My game, my game was return and volley. Yes. Oh, I love it. So, Hey, when, when everybody celebrates the saber, the sneak attack by Roger, what were your thoughts when you're <laughs> yeah, as a Roger fan? What were your thoughts? Were you like, "Oh, I love that," or why are you giving it a name? We've been doing it for fifty years. Well, no, I love seeing it though, because I, I mean, I, I love doing it. Because if you could do that on somebody, you just, you know, you destroyed their, their, their confidence on a serve. You know, this guy's coming in on my serve. What is <laughs> up that? with that? Did, you know? <laughs> did you ever play Paul Anacone when he was at Tennessee? Did you ever get to play I, him? No, he's he's a little bit older. He's a couple okay. years old. Yeah. I was going to say, wow. That I, guy. I played him and I played him in doubles. Get this. So I was coaching Jan Michael Gamble for oh, a summer. Yes. Okay. You were so okay. I coached Gamble for a summer when I right after I quit. And I was traveling with he and his dad. And um, so we played doubles against Justin Gimmelstab and Paul Anacone. So mm-hmm. Anacone was coaching Gimmelstab at the time. Interesting. We Interesting. lost. We, we went down, but, you know, I'm sure we fought hard. But, you yeah. know, Justin and I, we were just hitting, trying to hit returns, and he was just trying to hit everything as hard as he could. But that's kind of my game, too. But, <laughs> but they did. I just uh, so I did get to play him once, but that was that was why he was coaching and and I was coaching at the time. But. I still had some points, so we were able to play. I just remember well, McEnroe said that he was the only guy that, that beat him to his serve. You know, it was Paul Anacone. Anacone was the only one on a chip and charge. Man, he could beat him to the net. Beat McEnroe <laughs> to the net. That's crazy. <laughs> that was just so they call him, they called uh, the guys at Kentucky would talk about him. And even when he was at Tennessee, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, he was at Tennessee. They, 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 his nickname was Tour. Tour. Because they knew he was going on, on tour. tour. He was on his way. So, yeah. But obviously, a good player. I enjoyed coaching. Yeah, I coached yeah. for a little bit. You, um, had fun coaching Gamble. I still, I've, I've seen him a couple of times. Yeah, he's the nicest guy. Um, yeah, I was coaching a team of college players a few years ago. We were in California, mm. and we, we saw him at the tournament. He was coaching a player, and I asked him to um, come over and say a few words as a former top ten player. Yeah. And, you know, he graciously came over and talked to my team, and um, you know, had some good things to say, and so. He's just, 
I'll call him a kid. He's just a good kid, but you know, he's not a kid anymore. But. Yeah, he's got to be pushing forty. But that was but that was fun. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I started his career actually. You did. Uh, I started his coaching career. I said, man, you, you know, you've got to attack and get going. Anyway, was, get get up there to the net. That's do right. Yeah. No, he was. He's actually pretty I good. Think if, you, if you know him, he he needs to he 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 developed this game. Um, maybe he's watching this, but Jan, mm -hmm. Jan, Michael, I think you need to take the, that Star Trek game that you created. That is a, that is a moneymaker. That's like a million dollar moneymaker for you. I think you need to take that to the next level. A Star so, Trek game. Star Trek game. Yeah, tell us Star Trek game that Star he Trek. developed when he was a junior. Really? And, uh, but yeah, that he played. So Jan, Michael, you need to take that. Live long yeah. and prosper. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mr. Spock. Great kid. Great kid, though. Obviously, yeah. awesome player. So. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's, uh, we we find all that, these great tidbits, yeah, aren't we? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those uncovering. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking there. about? Yeah. So We are going to get to the last couple yeah. questions on the feed, and then we'll get to the third set. You know, I think uh, you know, Nick was just saying, he made a comment, said, I think it can be done, but it isn't taught and worked on. So do you agree with that? Serve volley. Serve and volley, yeah, because uh, the way that that we grew up, might be different than maybe you know currently might be a serving volley. You, you agree with that, Rich? Say that one more time. Uh, the, the current crop of coaches might not coach the way that we learned maybe serving volley. Is that correct? You think? Um, does any coach teach anybody how to volley anymore? That's an oxymoron, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. had O'Shaughnessy. Does anybody? Does anybody know how to volley anymore? So that that may answer yeah. the question, but well, clearly sorry. Rafa and Roger, which is probably why well, you listed yes, them right. as as two of your favorites right now. Can, and Nick, had, Nick, I think you know how to volley, don't you, Nick Kyrgios? Bro, I move like a giraffe on the court, mate. You call that? You sold, call yourself a journalist? <laughs> Piss off. Next question, mate. <laughs> Novak, what so about they, you? Yeah, I mean, I, coaching in college yeah. though, there weren't there weren't many right. college players that that had classic volleys, mm. you know. They were the ugliest things I'd ever seen for the most part. You know, nobody, everybody's just standing, you know, chest and chest hitting ball. Hey, you can't yeah. see me right now, but, yeah, but you know, I'll be like, what is wrong? You know? So that's one of the first things we started trying to think of. We used to do this drill and I called them uh, just, uh, you know, quick volleys basically. But we, we had, you know, cr you know, you do cross courts and then cross court down the lines we did the same thing. Well, I did the same thing with my team at, at the net. You know, we do cross court volleys, you know, like 25 and then down the line volleys. And then we'd go cross court down the line volleys and move. I mean, it, it, you know, it'll burn your quads pretty good, but it teaches you to turn your shoulder and yeah. actually step in, step into a volley. But anyway, yeah, movement. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, but most people, they don't, they just don't have time. The coach, if you've got an hour lesson, you just, you know, you're hitting ground strokes and hitting some serves and you just yeah. don't take the time to teach, teach a player how to correctly volley. Good point, Rich. And if I may add to that, sometimes uh, I see people who are great volleyers on a fed ball or on a high ball and they're putrid volleyers when the ball is kind of rough and low and kind of in here or, or way out there or over here. Or high backhand volleys, that seems like something people struggle with. So that's probably, maybe that's illustrating what you said. Does anybody volley well anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tough tough to do. I mean, you got to want to do it, you know, volley. It seems like that, that's, uh, it took me a while to figure it out. And, and um, um, I just, it, it, I think it's, it's 
pretty tough to do. But if if you're quick, I got a couple of kids that I work with on junior varsity, and they're actually crashing the net. And yeah. I go, hey, keep Let's going, go. keep going. I, you know, for me, I felt like it was always if you can get four shots past me, you win the game. But you know, law of averages says you, it's hard to hit four winners. Yeah. So it's, unless you're Rich Benson, you know. <laughs> this Benson, yeah, this can, will probably can. make people mad. This will probably make some tennis players mad. But I, you know, I think. Playing pickleball could improve your volley. In Interesting. Tennis. Okay. I mean, that's just a thought. But, um, you know, I, I've played pickleball a few times and I've seen these 70 plus year old guys that have amazing hands up there. The little, like, what in the world? How did you get so fast? You know, and they're, but they're playing pickleball. They're just standing up there and their guys are swatting them at them and, and uh, they're, you know, playing like NHL, you know, goalies, you know, stud goalies there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Just before we get to the third set, last thing, I, one of the uh, people tell me I have good volleys. I think part of it is I use a headlight racket that's on the flexible side. So I feel like I've got really good feel with that. This guy is able to use a more modern stiff racket and he crushes volleys, even though I, I think do. of your racket uh-huh. as, as not as feely right. as it's mine. Not. No, yeah. it's not. It's yeah. more of, it's more of a modern, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, slightly Just, thicker yeah. power racket. Mm-hmm. Rich, what do you use yeah. and how are you still such a great volleyer? Well, I'm currently using a Technifiber. Uh-huh. Which oh. one? The, Is that the white with the, red and blue? Yeah, the 305. 305, yeah. So, um, but I had to put a little bit of weight on it. It's not quite. When I first got it, I, you know, my arm wasn't doing very well. Oh. As I'm, I'm a seasoned tennis player, a seasoned person now. <laughs> um, and my arm just can't. I, I don't really play that much anymore. I but, see. Uh, no. I'm playing a little bit on a couple of USTA teams. Oh, cool. But I, I like that when you pick up that racket though, it feels, it feels good. Um, but I haven't really found anything that will completely replace the, the uh, Prince Graphite 110. Oh, the that's, original. That's, he, that's how I remember him playing with. I was going to Black say. and green. In yes. that photo from Kentucky oh, yeah. Wildcats. Yes. He I had the. Got, uh, yeah. I've still got six or seven. Of them. You really you still got it. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're str- Well, I just. In my last match, I was, I got both, both rackets. I've got the T fight and the, yeah. the so, Technifiber and the other ones. So but, let me ask you a quick, yeah. do, you, do you have the ones with the non grommets? Cause I know they made oh. them without grommets. So in those, you were probably about that time with the original with, I have, I have one. Somebody gave me one of those old ones yeah. without grommets. Mm. So I still have one of those. Wow. In fact, I strung it up the last, well, not the last term, the last national tournament I played, I tore my, I tore my Achilles tendon. Uh, so that's a, um, but you probably, you know, the guys I was playing. Uh, so I was playing with a friend of mine from Kentucky and a few, three years ago, we were playing the national four, I think 45s in Cincinnati playing doubles. I played singles and doubles should never have done that. You played both. <laughs> that's rough. So, um, so I'm playing doubles and we're playing Ellis Ferreira and his partner, Dave Marshall. Yep. Big and, name. So, yep. We, uh, so obviously Ellis is great player, but, um, so we're, so I'm serving for the match, serving for the match. I've got two match points. So I served Ellis and I served one, you know, he's playing that, uh, the deuce side uh-huh. served Ellis and he, Ellis probably hits a winner, uh-huh. you know? So, so now I'm serving to Dave and, you know, Dave's not a bad player, but I'm like, I got it. You know, we got to end this right here, you know? So go after a serve, um, 
and it pops on the serve. Oh no! The yeah. Achilles tendon. Serve. Somehow Dave goes down the line, hits it in. I'm laying on the ground, you know, watching this ball just like hit the line. So now it's deuce, but you know, I'm done. You're done. So I go too good, too good guys. <laughs> Grab my cell phone and call my uh, doctor. Say hey, I, I need a, I need to see you immediately. <laughs> But anyway, that was a fun. That was that was the last time I probably, probably not going to compete again. That was a that was a career, career ending. Mm. That was three, that was three years ago. I still play a little yeah. bit, but but uh, can't push it anymore. So anyway, that, that's old fartitis <laughs> coming in. You, know, you can get rid of bursitis, tendonitis, and arthritis, <laughs> but old fartitis. Sorry, you can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm still working on the COVID twenty. <laughs> so blaming on we're blaming everything on COVID. So you're pretty lean. I trust you to make a comeback. Well, next time you come, you know I'm ready to start hitting again. So we're gonna hit on those new courts. Okay. You, yes. Yeah. You know, please bring your racket. Or we have a Technofiber. I think. Yeah. We've around, got, you've yeah. got lots in the shop yeah. over yeah, there. Barbara yeah. Barbara used to use. Uh, the, yeah. I think she has a 305. Yeah. So I try to give a shout out to Technofiber. They got yeah, some good stick, and and they do. From what I understand, they do have, they do have tennis balls. Oh, they have really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are really good. And I have a pair yeah. of Technofibers also, like you, T-Fight, uh, 325. So, uh, you know, feel free to use Is that the heavier mine. one? I think that's a little, a little heavier, heavier one. Yeah, a little I heavier. That, I just I need to get upgraded for 2022. Yeah, so. and I've got – it's it's a little older, so it's the weird pattern. It's 1819, which is what the, oh. the pattern that Medvedev uses now. So, um, so feel free to try mine. I think no, you'll love it. Okay. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, we should hit some yeah. next time. Yeah, we're doing yeah, it. We'll, sure. we'll do two. We'll do two v one. There we go. You can be the one. <laughs> we'll put you over there by yourself. We'll switch around now. We'll switch. We'll switch. Off. Everybody gets a chance to be by themselves. To be in the hole, <laughs> in the hot seat or the hole, as yeah. they say. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. Let's go, go third set. Who's the sponsor for this one, pal? Uh, that would be Hartrue. Hartrue is, is sponsoring our third set. Can you believe it? And uh, if you want to yeah. find them and yeah. find amazing yeah. pictures yeah. with expensive pigments, yes, uh, Hartrue one on Instagram. That's the right. number one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Rich, real quick, uh, tell everybody where they can find you just real Good. quick. So that way, if the listeners want to uh, talk about Hartrue, where are they going to find the, rate, the great Rich Benson? Um, well, you can, you can email me okay. at, uh, rbenson at hartrue.com. So R B E N S O N at hartrue.com. And, um, yeah, send me an email. Glad to talk to you We give out. Uh, we try to educate people on, uh, great facilities, great surfaces. There's mm-hmm. no cost on uh, consultation. So at least over the phone. And then usually not, not even, uh, in, in person. So I did a uh, couple of court evaluations last time I was in Texas. Did I say there's some great Texas, yeah, uh, yeah. great tennis in Texas? <laughs> yeah. And, and so your email address is not Robbie Benson, but it's Rich Benson. See, I was going to make but sure it's, it's R Benson. So that's it's yeah. R Benson. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Not, Robbie. not Robbie Benson, R Benson, Archer.com, but you can always yeah. just call, okay. call Archer director or uh, go to their, go to Archer.com. And, um, you know, fill out the request there. So, yep. so and, and the great online, online. 
and you'll get back get back with them. But also we have Blair Descaray, who I know Rich is trying to work with. Uh, he's our local buddy, Blair Descaray with Master Systems. He's the one on the right up there on the corner, Master Systems Corps. Nice. Uh, so we, we like uh, Blair. Blair's one of our favorite, uh, if not our favorite contractor in the uh, Texas area. He might even come up to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and, yes. and uh, put some courts together for Rich Benson over there in Louisville. See, I got well, you, know, Louisville. you know what they say. You know what they say about that. You need you three things are extremely important. You need a good doctor. Okay. You need a good mechanic and you need a great tennis court contractor. There you go. That's it. Those three things. If you just, if you got those three and then the fourth one would be, and you need a great coach. Oh, okay. So, there we go. Okay. So, so contact Craig or <laughs> no, AJ, he's, he's or the, AJ or AJ or, right there. or Rich Benson. Oh, Rich Come Benson. On. Yeah. We all, we all get yeah. out there. So, well, we're going to, Go three sets with the great Rich Benson and uh, three segments, three sets uh, in our third set, right? Okay, There's yeah. a lot of threes out yeah, there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of threes. So we always start with bands. And, and I'm sure that, that the first band you saw in concert was that one-hit wonder band called oh, Expensive Pigment, Pigments with their hit song, I'll Die For You. <laughs> Isn't that correct? D Y E is D Y E. I'll die for you. Did you like that? Hey, you know. Wow, boy, I was yeah. I was thinking fast. A little, little bit of a dad joke there, but right. uh, like yeah. you, he's okay. a father of four. Right. So anyway, first band that Rich Benson saw in concert. Wow, that's gonna it, it, that's gonna. Well, I, I'll tell you who it was. Okay, hit us. What's that? <laughs> Bring it. Okay. Um, some girls that we were interested in. I had to set this up. Okay. So there were some girls that we were interested in and their favorite band person was, it's going to date me, Sean Cassidy. Oh, oh Sean Cassidy. On wow. the cover of Tiger Beat. Tiger like Beat. Every month. Yeah, every so, month. <laughs> so, so we went to a Sean Cassidy concert to uh, chase a couple of girls. And I think we were in sixth grade at the time. And, so. and this was after the Partridge family, right? Right. <laughs> uh, was this at the Dia Vincent? So, uh, was that uh, the- I think it was at the Salt Palace. Oh, you went to the oh, Salt Palace. Big, wow. big City. Big City. He went down to the Salt Palace. Wow. Back to the Salt Palace. Back, <laughs> it's probably been demoed by now, but yes. Yeah. I, yeah. So. That's funny. Sean Cass- I, that was the first one, but uh, he's yeah. never come up before. Sean Cassie has this never is come a up. first on the Athenet podcast. Breaking news: one hundred and fourteen. No, only, only from uh, yeah, only from the Utah tennis players. <laughs> Go and see Sean Cassie. I thought you were going to say Donnie Marie Osmond. Maybe <laughs> they're good Utah kids. That's yeah, a good one too. See, you know, did you but, ever see um, them? Yeah, I saw. Who else did I see there? Huey Lewis. Oh, Went did you? Huey Lewis. Yeah. Salt Palace. And uh, somewhere in Salt Lake. I don't know what was Salt Lake, uh, Salt Palace still, but went there. Went to one other one. What was a rock concert? Probably. These are high school days. Yeah. Um, That's fine. There were some good ones at the D events. I know that uh, we saw Fleetwood Mac over there. Uh, Oh, wow. And my buddy, he knows Kay Barney. You know Kay Barney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Mm -hmm. is a funny story. Funny story about Kay. Kay really thought Stevie Nicks was like, you know, like the girls that you were chasing at the Salt Palace. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like top, oh, yeah. Of the, top of the. He'd had a few adult beverages, and I think somehow he got backstage, and he went up and kissed Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Oh, my <laughs> God. like, God. Now they throw him in jail, probably. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably would. Yes, exactly. Kay Barney, yeah. Uh, Kay Barney, remember Kay? There are some great, I mean, Weber State players are successful everywhere they go. They really are. They are. I mean, you know. 
<laughs> well, he knows Kevin Kempen. That's, um, that's, he's the leader of the pack. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin yeah, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, his, his, well, his, I'm, his. I'm always a Weber state fan right. every, you know, all day, every day. Wish so. you would have stayed around. I mean, really when Rich grew up, there was unbelievable number of tennis players in Northern Utah. You wouldn't believe mm. what, you know, we could talk probably a dozen players or more wow. that went on to D one tennis out of that little community. And they didn't all go to Weber, Utah State. Yeah. Uh, I know he hit with Barb Thompson. She went to University of Arizona or Arizona State. Arizona, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Newt Lund and, and uh, Eugene Kwan. I think they went to, what, Washington? Did they go up to UW? University of Washington? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Teddy. I, I don't know if – uh-oh, sorry about that. I don't know what Scotch happened Burwald. Yep. Scotch, Scotch Burwald played for University of Idaho. Yep. That's where my dad played. Both my sisters yep. played at University of Idaho. Right. And I forgot to tell you, um, you know, one thing probably influenced me a little bit was Arthur Ashe came to Ogden, uh, probably a Wayne Wilcox um, special event. Wayne ran the club and he brought in Arthur Ashe to do a tennis event, both at the club. And then the whole city of Ogden went downtown and they, they blocked off the street, mm-hmm. downtown main street, Ogden put, set up a net and had Arthur hit and do a clinic in, in uh, on main street in Ogden back in 1972, four, something like that. But, uh, and then he came out to the club and, uh, cause my brother, my older brother got a, a picture taken with him. Uh, he had just won a tournament somewhere. Um, and, um, we still have that picture in our house. It's- Arthur Asher, my, my, my brother. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Such a, so, a yeah. role model for so many. And even though Sean Cassidy has not yet come up on the show until tonight, <laughs> Arthur Ashe comes up on the show all the time. He's a freak. Probably all the time. Yeah. See, I had, to, I had to balance it out. I have yeah. to save it. No, that's, he asked me how. I got it. Anyway. So that, was that when no. Wayne Wilcox was around, Mr. Fun? Was he hanging around? Mr. Uh, Fun, yeah. Mr. Fun. Yeah. He had, a, he had a whistle that would, you know, and he always said, uh, you know, well, Wayne, Wayne just made tennis fun. He was, his son, his son Blake, is out in um, Indian Wells at um, Andalusia, I think Country Club, still out there, I believe. Mm. But uh, Blake's Blake's great guy too. Have you ever met Blake? Have you ever met Blake? No, Blake? in Indian uh, yeah. in uh, Palm Desert. Yeah, or, he played at yeah. Utah State. Palm Desert. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, yeah he, they were they were just a great family. I oh, mean, they, wow. like I said, all these people were up in Utah at that time. I mean, there's some some more kids. Uh, Brad Lowe put out a bunch of. Good players. I mean, that guy. Great coach, oh yeah. my goodness! There were just yeah. endless number of just a stream of players that you're like, how did Northern Utah do that? And then you know, Greg Holmes was up there, the, the right. NCAA champion yeah. at the time, came out of there. The Robbins family threw out some, you know, yeah, some players. Andre Andre Agassi came yeah. to Ogden and played a tournament. Did he really? When, when yeah. was that? He played a junior tournament. In fact, uh, Andre's sister Tammy stayed with us, and Andre. Stayed with Newt Lund, uh-huh. a couple of houses up from us. Um, that was back in the day when um, you housed people. Yeah, you weren't afraid of of, yeah. of staying at somebody's house. You know, everybody piling a car and drive to a strange city, and then you're staying with some tennis family. Oh, but uh, yeah, the Agassi stayed there, and I went and stayed with Andre for two weeks one summer when I was fourteen. Uh, no, it wasn't during the summer; it was during the year. I skipped school actually for two weeks and stayed at his house for, for a couple of weeks. And we played tennis three hours a day. He probably played longer, but I could only play for three hours. <laughs> so, and then we went, to, then we went to the Alan King tennis classic. 
Wow, in Las Vegas, yeah. In Las Vegas and watched uh, watched Borg play and saw Johan Creek break about eight rackets after he lost to somebody. Wow. But Andre and I, we got to play tennis with uh, Johan's wife at the time. Tish, right? Tish Creek. Uh, yeah, Tish, yeah. yeah. We, we were on one of the backcourts and we were just, you know, kids running around and, um, you know, she... She didn't want to talk to Johan after that. <laughs> Probably stay clear, Johan, for a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, that was a, that's another story. Like I said, we could talk forever on. We uh, yeah, we know Johan, and she still doesn't want to talk to Johan. <laughs> He's been a guest three times on the show. That's right. <laughs> okay. He's amazing. He's the guy's hilarious. So, so, question: Did you hit on the ball machine, the the famous Agassi ball machine? Did you ever hit on? Yeah, that? yeah. Did you? Yeah, he had about about five or six ball machines. Did they really? That his dad. Uh, modified and huh. created himself. They had like 10,000 tennis balls there. You know, Unbelievable. They had garbage can full of tennis balls. And we just hit, hit on one side, you know, for a long time. And um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that was fun. And obviously, you know, Andre did what, what Andre did. That was amazing. But, um, you know, I think he, I think he learned that forehand return from me, though. I think. There we go. <laughs> no. But I did. I'm, I am one and zero against Andre, so I'm one and zero. So I've got a winning record against Andre. Hey, uh, he must have been eleven and a half when you were fourteen. Oh come on! You had to bring up age. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was, I was twelve and he was nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. I beat him in the semifinals of the Intermountain in. Um, um, he was only nine. Colorado, Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Colorado so, Springs. So. so sort of, sort of halfway or equidistant at least. Yeah. A little east for you. <laughs> That's really anyway, altitude. You talk Andre, about- Andre's a great, I mean, obviously yeah. he, he's, he's a great, he's a great kid. I see. Still yeah. say he's a kid, obviously, but yeah. a little, a little bit younger than me, but, but um, yeah, I've got to spend a little time with him and, and his family and, and um, got to play a lot of tennis when I was a kid. So. When Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs is 6,000. It's way up there, isn't it? It was way up there. Yeah. Way up there. They played, uh, we played that, that tournament at, uh, the Air Force Academy course. Mm -hmm. That's where they played that tournament back, back, back then. So, yeah. Beautiful facility. I've I've driven by that. I was like, Ooh, that's pretty nice. Uh I remember coming up from Oklahoma City, stopped by there. I, I just wanted to see the Academy. They, they wouldn't want me, but. High altitude tennis. For yes, sure. I just remember yeah. it was really high up there, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." We were only at what forty five hundred, forty three hundred, right there where we played. Yeah, that's S- yeah, something like that. But yeah. if you go up to um, Park City, mm-hmm. Park City is probably six thousand feet. Probably. Oh, is it really? Okay, maybe maybe more. I think those tennis courts right there. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Huh? Over a mile. Yeah, that's pretty. It's way up there. Uh, what, what is a mile? Tell me, AJ. You're, five you're five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. Okay, well, it's probably then. I, no, I don't think so. So Park okay. City is not that high. So just a little less than the mile. Okay. How many meters is that? <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I have to use He's usually that. a walking encyclopedia of knowledge. Right convivial. There. Convivial. He's very convivial. Convivial. He, he is. He has a lot of texture too. He has texture. Right there. Good texture right there. All right. Well, we're back on the music real quick. Yes. Do, do you like music? Are you a music guy besides Sean Cassidy? Do you listen to other stuff now? Um, the do run run is probably my favorite that, okay. that <laughs> one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love, I love music. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a lot of, a lot of different things. I listen to a lot of contemporary Christian stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Who's a band and, that you uh, might listen to? Who's who's and somebody? I like um, I like a lot of country too, but my, probably my favorite band right now that um, can't believe we didn't go see them is is for King and Country. They're probably my favorite. Yeah, if you ever hear that here. Yeah, I've heard of King them. and Country. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really yeah, they're really good. But uh, and then some country stuff. My daughter likes country. She likes contemporary Christian stuff too. But um, the next time I'm going to take my family to King and Country. They're yeah. They're, uh, I think they're from Australia originally, but they live in Nashville now. And so probably have an opportunity to see them. But uh, one of our guests on the podcast, uh, if you like country, sleep at the wheel. Have you ever heard of sleep at the wheel and the great Ray Benson? <laughs> Ray <laughs> Benson is Ray Benson. Name. Ray Benson. Oh, yeah. Sleep at the wheel. Asleep at the wheel? Have you never heard it? They're from Austin. Yeah, sleep at the local, wheel. Sort of local. Yeah. yeah if you like country music you gotta look up ray benson he's been he's been the lead singer for probably 40 years 45 50 years i remember them when i was in lived in austin for a period of time sleep at the wheel is is pretty good they're they're kind of like a i wouldn't say contemporary country but they're kind of an upbeat they've got some interesting interesting stuff and they probably put out 20 albums i mean they're 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 high level uh country artists in the in the country world, probably well known more so in Texas, maybe or maybe in the Southwest. I'm listening to more now. Now my kids, yeah, have got me. Actually, we've had Spotify for a long time, but yeah. but, but I'm now actually using it. Yeah. Um, you know how to use it? It's a family. It's a family membership or something. Oh, that's cool. Can you turn on yeah. the Netflix? Can I turn it on? Uh-huh. I try not to, but but yeah. yes. I it's, still can't. It's, just, it's just a, a touch on the phone. Oh, it know. is. Oh, okay, I can't. I can't even. But I can't. I, I. I can't watch movies on the, on my phone. Yeah. I just. I don't like it on the phone. But I didn't know if you were a Netflix guy. Well, we'll get to that here in a second. But anyway, okay. So let me ask you this last question. In <laughs> in in the 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 first uh, segment of this first set, uh, this always tells about personality. So if you were in a band, you might have been in a band. I don't know. I, are you a singer? Do you sing or anything? No. I sing a lot. If you ask my wife, she she says I sing a lot, but my kids ask me not to sing. Oh, so, oh, oh man. But well, I, you know, I was in choir, so I took choir when okay. I was in high school. Yeah. Actually. Oh wow. Uh, one of my buddies, high school buddies, um we need well, anyway, I enjoyed singing choir. Yeah. 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 I see I did, that. Actually. So if you're in a band, it's a theoretical band, maybe that uh, maybe like a Sean Casty band, would you want to be yeah. like Sean Casty, be the lead singer? Would you want to be like lead guitarist, uh, drummer, piano player, glockenspiel player like me? I'm a f- world famous glockenspiel. Tambourine. I would love to play. The, I would love to play electric guitar. Really? That's okay. What I would love. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, who would you would you like to be? Like Eddie Van Halen, like you know, lead guitarist, that kind of guy, or or uh, you know. Who, who would you who, um, who would you pattern well, yourself after? The the movie Back to the Future, mm-hmm. where Michael J. Fox does that guitar, that one strum, that that one. I don't know what you call it, but uh, song lick, whatever. Lick, yeah. um, you know that's just that's amazing. But um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I'd love to play play the guitar. You know, like the Foreigner song, mm-hmm. Jukebox Hero, Jukebox Hero. I mean that that's a great song. Cool. I want to be a jukebox hero, um, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, every tennis player has played guitar on his tennis racket. Absolutely. So, you know, or, you know, you're, you know, <laughs> they do that. I've I took, uh, I took a couple <laughs> lessons once. Did you? Um, yeah. And, um, after, before I got married, you know, I, I went to a pawn shop and I bought a guitar and I started taking some lessons and, uh, what, what was the song I could play? Uh, <laughs> smoke on the water, deep purple. No, just, 
it was it, yeah i can't think of it right now but <clears throat> but i got to i could play one song and then i just i didn't have time to practice just you know any time to practice but playing the guitar acoustical guitar is just it's it's awesome i could listen to either piano or acoustical acoustic guitar um just instrumental it's just it's just nice my kids I wish my kids played more. My daughter, she, she's amazing on the piano, but, but, um, well, she doesn't play anymore. Well, we'll let you be the lead guitarist for the expensive pigments. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. I'll die. That. I'll die for you. That's, like, that's it. That's it. I'm telling you. That. I'll have to make a, well, yeah, we'll have to make a, a video. Red, Expen- white, yeah. and blue. That's all I want to do. I'll yeah. die for you. Red, the white, and blue. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to. Our marketing director, Brandy Gentry, she'll right. be excited about right. like, so we're, starting we're, the new band yes. and the expensive pigment. She probably, <laughs> actually, I, I should ask her. She probably is lead singer in a band. Oh, good. she is a singer. Good. We got we and, and she's probably good looking. So we need somebody, yeah. a front lady like that. You know, yes, a Belinda Carlisle type. You know, yes, she and would fit the bill perfectly for that. And our first uh, single is I Die For You, D-Y-E, on the hit album Resurfacing. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we're getting the yeah. band back together. That's right. We're you coming back. call me back. The band is, you know, we're on a mission. Right. <laughs> I, I, I just asked. Tiny, just, tiny Blues Brothers reference there. Glockenspiel. And what are you going to play? I'll I'll learn guitar Tambourine? with the guy. I'll oh. learn the bass. Whatever he wants me to learn, I'll learn it. All right. I only know three four chords. Well, on next it. time, next time I come to Dallas, we're gonna have to do a video, and you can yes. post it. Whatever. I'll bring. You know, I'll play the racket guitar, or give me a guitar. I'll okay. just play it. Yeah. It won't sound very good, but we we can get Carita to sing falsetto. Do you know Eric Carita? Have you ever met Eric? I have. Yeah. Do you know he's a singer? AJ was telling me this. I heard. Yeah, that's right. I, he showed me his stuff. He's so yeah, good. I, I just yeah. I just saw him not too long, a couple months ago. I stopped okay. by Little Rock. I called him and I showed up at his office and and uh, he came back and you know he's in the court business now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We that's so what we're doing courts and uh, at a Little Rock. And um, so yeah. yeah, we should bring him into it. No, I mean Eric. Come on, Eric. I mean yeah. here, call him. Yeah. Call him up, get him in the band. We right. need well, I, I'm, need a singer. I'm lucky enough right. to I get to he see him to uh, probably <laughs> once, twice a month on Thursday nights. He plays a gig here while he's here working and yeah. and selling. He uh, really takes a mm-hmm. Thursday night off and he plays. And you know he's a mountain of a man. He's about six foot five, just a huge guy. But and you'd think he has a big low voice or a. Uh, yeah. Maybe a Pavarotti style yeah, voice. Right. He can sing ABBA. He can sing the Bee Gees, and it is the most faithful falsetto. It's like way up here, and I wow. just did my and obviously a great player of, of many guitars. Like that guy makes a uh, a crummy little travel guitar sound good. Like Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> maybe not that small. <laughs> and you know he's so huge that a travel guitar oh, yeah. looks like yeah, a, 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 yeah, yeah. a travel guitar looks like a ukulele on him right no, he's, he's, he, we know the place and he's Thursday right. night Thursday night you got to stay up for a Thursday night next yeah. time you're around Thursday night and then we'll get we'll go down to this place yeah and it's about the every same with the schedule I'll try to fit it in no. you know what the, the, so. I, I wish I could tell you they have dates booked and all that but it's like 
once, twice a month, Thursday. So if we catch it right, we're going. Yeah. No, please do. Yeah. yeah. It'd be funny to, or not funny, but just fun to go see oh, Eric. See, I want to see falsetto. I cannot yeah. imagine that guy. Yeah. Cause he is a large human. I'm like, how does he, how does he, you know, uh, he's, 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 you know. Eric Carita, the original 140 mile yes. an hour. I yes. think it may have been 149 once, but right. yeah. But is that what it? But I, I know he's got, got a poster. Yeah, we've all had that poster where yeah. it said the Prince of Tennis, and he's it's him with right. the bar on yeah, racket, yeah. and he's yeah. got the long or sort of mullet hair yeah, like right. you had, yeah. and the headband, and it <laughs> hey. said something like Prince of Tennis 104. Right. I mean, that's unforgettable poster in every pro shop yeah. when I was a kid. Never had a bar, and they were they were too expensive. Oh, they were three four hundred bucks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the leather yeah. case, man. Yeah, those that are, suede, oh, gorgeous man. case. Yeah. Eric said yeah. he broke a lot of them too. I imagine when he served, he probably just snap snap those like kindling. I mean, because that guy, I just remember him having that huge serve, and I've talked to him about it. And that yeah. he's he was he's an amazing uh, server. That's for sure. I amazing. mean, it'd be fun to be at the net, you know, right there, literally and just go, <laughs> you know, you try somebody just go, the meaning you're his partner yeah, you're his partner, and he's blasting he, serves. Yes. And if it comes back, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But you don't want to get caught, you know, buzzing the tower, you know, cause if he, I'm, I'm sure he's hit one of his partners every once in a while. Yeah. And boy, that could, that could get you, you know, yeah. that could stand you up pretty quick, you know, but yeah. anyway, all right, let's move on. So yeah. Thursday night, you're going to come come with us one all night right. to go see Let Eric. Sing. We'll make an evening of it. We'll, we'll yeah. hit a few out here, mm-hmm. then we'll go see a, see Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to convert him to Hartrew. So yeah, nice. Yeah. I need to see him again. Well, that's then, exactly what we're doing. Hey, we'll get him to come out here on Thursday also too. Before yeah. we go and say, hey, look at these courts. You know, you can yeah. you can you can throw him out here at Bent Tree and go. Hey, I come like see it. Craig's courts and maybe we'll we'll play some yeah. doubles. And I'll, I'll I get him as a partner though. You get Eric. That means I get rich. I'm happy. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. well, we'll rotate around or something. I don't Love know if Eric it. plays. Does he even play much anymore? He coaches a little, and he's such a consultant at the highest levels on serving because his serve isn't huge just because he's 6'5". Right. But his serve is loose because his yep. technique, his timing, his looseness. He calls this the snake. Yep. This very loose, amazing <laughs> way. He, and he coaches at the highest level. And people like uh, Jimmy Arias have – called him in to, hey, could you help coach this guy on serves? Yeah. So we'll do that. Yeah. All four of us. We'll, yeah. make, we'll make it happen. That sounds awesome. Good. All right, second set. Let's go into the second set here real quick. First paid job that little Ben's had. First paid job? Yeah, yeah. first paid job. Stringing rackets for the, uh, for the Ogden Athletic Club South. Wow. Really? How old were you at that time? So, I was in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you probably know Rob Fote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Rob, Rob. Fote. Yeah, sure. So Rob, Rob taught me how to string rackets when I was 13, you know, 13, 14 years old. Um, he had one of those old, really old stringers that had the weight on it. <laughs> oh, the drop weight. <laughs> the Serrano. The drop weight. <laughs> yeah. So they had one of those, and he taught me how to string rackets and then um, started stringing my own rackets and then um, ended up. I think um, my junior senior year, um, stringing for some extra money, just strung at the club as a as a job. So made a few hundred, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week, maybe for every other week, a couple hundred bucks, something like that. Mm. That's pretty good so money. That was first paid paid job. Yeah, that's not bad. So Brad would would Brad call you up and say, "Hey, we got a bunch of rackets to string." We got a Red bunch of rackets, yeah. yeah, and and um, the the racquetball rackets were were hard because they were like really, you know, they were like. 
25 by 25, you know, yeah. on a tiny little thing. And you yeah. had to, we, you know, didn't like doing racquetball rackets. But. And they had, what, they had four or five racquetball courts. It seemed like they're at the club. It seemed like there were, there were a few. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that back in the day. Brought another name. So Jim McMahon worked at the racquetball racket, racket club part mm-hmm. one summer when he was going when, when he was uh, going to school jim mcmahon did yeah jim and, McMahon then, and, and then he won the super bowl in 1985 with the, the bears the next time <laughs> he was he was working at the racquetball facility and at the ogden athletic club see all the 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 pro talent that runs through ogden yes amazing aj you gotta go visit that <laughs> right i love so, utah yeah aj do you ski we should <laughs> ski i haven't time. skied in maybe three years but i i used to enjoy it and i just never did it as a as a as a young guy, I probably was exposed to it up in Vermont. You can't beat the skiing in Utah. Oh, so I'm sure. That... If you want to go, Craig, we'll 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 make it happen. Amazing. I, I, I hot tub, I hot tub really well. You yes, I hot tub really. Well. I, I, I'm number one hot tubber. Yeah, out there. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get my my son's going to start yeah. a stringing business yeah. here. Really, for, that's a cool yeah. entrepreneurial yeah. little move. Got yeah. a strong. Yeah, we just got a new stringer and. We had an old stringer, and so he's going to start stringing rackets. Just, uh, what, kind? Yeah, what kind? What kind did we're, you we're get? We're string geeks here. Yeah, we like the equipment. So I have an old um, Ectolon. Uh-huh. It's, it's that, like a, a, a Model string, H, like this kind? Spring model, yeah. Yeah. Old Ectolon, and then I just got a, a new Wilson stringer. Is that the Bayardo? Yeah. Oh, I, I do like it because it's, it's sweet. it tilts. If you're a shorter guy, you go here. If you're a taller guy, you bring it up a little. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I decided to get that for him so that he can start his own business and become an entrepreneur and yeah. work for the next couple of years and even hopefully through college. Well, so. one day when he guests on a podcast and somebody asks him, what was your first paid gig? He'll say, oh, I had a stringing business. Uh, my dad bought me a Bayardo, all right, and it paid for itself in a year. Whatever, whatever it is, I'm hoping so. Yeah, that's kind of like Bayardo is kind of like the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek. It you know? really is. I mean, that's it's, a that's a pretty damn swing one of the machine. Best. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. those. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to touch that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, favorite movie, TV show. Do you have time to? Watch movie TV? or yeah. what do you mean? Doesn't matter. TV. Yeah, if you like movie favorite. or TV or, movie or anything or you like. Yeah, what do you like to? What do you consider oh, some now, of the classics? Now. So years ago, see, I gave up TV for a long time. Um, in fact, when I got married, my wife and I, we didn't have TV for like five years. Oh, for the first awesome. five years of our marriage. Really? So, and then we, we did that cause I chose not to have a TV for the first. It's amazing. When, when you tell people you don't have a TV, they, they look at you like, like you're like an alien or something. What planet did this and, guy uh, come from? I mean, yeah. I can't believe it because everybody wanted to give me a TV. I mean, I didn't even have to buy one. They're like, <laughs> I've got six of them here. Let me just give you one or two of mine. And I no, really, I don't want it. I don't want your TV. <laughs> so, uh, but once we had kids, we started with the computer and then we finally broke down and, and we do have probably a large screen TV over there somewhere, but but uh, TV show. So my favorite TV show growing up was Magnum PI. Oh, oh yes. yes. So had watched that every, you know, every week, probably seen every, every episode. Um, but uh, we've watched uh, Andy Griffith uh, reruns with the kids. We've seen every one of them since then. So love that. Uh, trying to keep things, you know, we've seen all the bear, bear grills. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the yeah. bear grills oh, adventure yeah. stuff? And versus so, uh, wild. Yeah. Yeah, man versus wild, and then he's done a lot of other things. But 
as far as uh, what what do we watch now? I just don't have any time. Um, Rich, did, did you love the as much as I did the episode where Bear is up on a on a mountain with Roger Federer, and at some point they play table tennis on a table this big? No, I haven't seen that one. You got to see that one. You're going to be okay. like, oh my god, I love Bear and I love Roger, and here they are on the same. Really? Okay, we're something have to look like that one up. Yeah. Something like yeah, 40, 40, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, it's such a great episode. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll look up. Definitely look that. Folks up. at home, check that yeah. one out. Bear Grills versus uh, Roger Federer. Versus Roger, Roger Federer. Federer. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So the, you probably catch yeah. it on YouTube. I probably. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. At least yeah. the highlights. Yeah. It's snowing. Like it, it. They're in a really? snowy bank. I'm guessing it's in Switzerland. I don't even remember where it was. But the the backpack had a table this big. Oh. They were able to fold it out and put a little net. And uh, and <laughs> Roger, believe it or not, lost a point or two to Bear Grills. <laughs> wow. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? What's Rich like? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, I like breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I make the best waffles in the world. Oh, nice. Really? That's my kids, yeah. What do you do? Maple syrup or fruit, or what do you do? Oh, real maple syrup. Yeah. Real deal. Real maple maple syrup, yeah. Best. And um, if if we can, um, strawberries, yeah. Yeah. Up some strawberries, maple syrup. Syrup or syrup? I say syrup, but I heard I know, that. I, 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 know I know people say syrup. Syrup, yeah. syrup. That's that's one of those potato potato. Yeah, yeah, both of them, both of them work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as as long as it's you know the real stuff. Yeah. Aunt, so, aunt. Yeah. Aunt or aunt. I'm an aunt, but really? uh, East Coast we say syrup, syrup and, and aunt. aunt, and East Coast yeah. is where the maple syrup comes from. Quebec, right, right, Vermont, Maine, Maine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, I, I, you know, I know Aunt is controversial, but I'm on Team uh, Syrup, not Syrup. Okay. <laughs> that's more, more. That's more Western. Like uh, you guys say, instead of whiskey, some of y'all say whiskey, right? In the old, like Yosemite Sam kind of vibe. Yeah, I think in Kentucky, that's where all of the best whiskey is made. And Makes I've sense. Pronounced it. Not that I would know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's whiskey. It's whiskey. <laughs> Maker's Mark and what was the other one? But um, just out of curiosity, are you bourbon. Far? Oh, go ahead. Keep going. I'll ask I was going to say bourbon. Bourbon barrels make the best smoked turkey yes. and hams, and got to throw in a little bit of a hard hardwood from a bourbon barrel. That's what makes it. If you smoke meat at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To use a, 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 a the wood from a barrel the that wood was wood from a barrel, yeah. That had or you, can buy, you can buy you can buy you can buy them. My yeah. my uh my brother-in-law um regularly buys those and he's like a gourmet chef. Amazing. He's he's an attorney but his second career is going to be a chef so. Anyway, fry sauce or no fry sauce? Oh, definitely fry sauce. Really? You know yeah. what fry sauce is? No, I don't even know what fry okay. sauce is. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, give you the, the skinny on that. Yeah, that's, tell it. That's ketchup and, and mayonnaise together. I and that's see. a Utah classic. And they, the Arctic Circle. Arctic Circle, yes. Wow. Fry sauce. That. They call it fry, fry sauce, sauce from Arctic fry Circle. Sauce. That, yeah. That's what made it famous. Arctic Circle was? I did not know that. Just that, that well, it did. It did like that's where I first had it. Right. So. 
Is that because <laughs> you take anything fried and dip it in your fry sauce? Well, you put ketchup and mayonnaise together. together. And they dip it and yeah. they put it together and they swirl it up. Yeah. And I was like, I remember driving up there and they go, you want fry sauce? And I was like, what? What's fry, fry sauce? I'll take yeah. ketchup. And they go, you want ketchup? And they go, no fry sauce? And I'm like, they actually have containers that have fry sauce in it. Combined, pre-mixed. Yeah, pre-mixed. Yeah, 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 pre-mixed stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. that's the way to go. So you, AJ, we got to get you to Utah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you need to come up. Somehow. Actually, it's yeah. a beautiful place. Oh, I mean, it's it an really, amazing place. Ogden, yeah. Ogden was awesome. I mean, I really, you know, I thought, I, even though I'm not a real winter fan, it was a lot of fun up there, you know, meeting people like Rich Benson and all the, oh, yeah. the cast of characters. Other. We need to get you there. I mean, unfortunately, there's no pro tennis there mm-hmm. anymore. There, there was. We had some... Um, some of the Avon futures. Oh yeah. Women's pro stuff there. In fact, uh, I think um, Andre's oldest sister, Rita stayed at our house for the turn for the tournament that she played. She was a, she was a real good player back in the day. She kind of, I mean, her dad, you know, the Agassiz, you know, all of the kids were good tennis players. Uh, Philip and Rita was the first. Rita was really good women's player. And then Philip Anyway. Hey, I, so remember, I, I remember Philly too. Philly was probably closer to your age, or maybe a little bit older. Little he was older. Uh, He's my, my brother's he was. age. Okay. Yeah. So there's that's, Philly- how, that's how my Mike, Mike, my older brother, and Philip knew each other. And then, see, my my older brother was always looking out for me. So he's like, you know, why don't you? Why don't we get um, you know Andre and Rich? You know, why don't you have Rich come stay with you? Yeah. And and uh, so that's how kind of that how that happened. That's how um, me staying there, Mike. Mike arranged that with Philip. You mentioned Tammy and Rita Agassi. Was Rita yeah. the one who married Pancho Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah. She was the one who yeah. uh, married one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, Maybe. there's a story behind that, but yeah, I'm right sure. Now. I'm sure. No did I'm you ever? Sure. Did you ever meet Pancho when you're you're down in Vegas? Did you ever run into him? Um, I think I probably yeah. yeah. I mean, I played a couple tournaments there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had one of my best tournaments there. Actually, when really? I first year 18s, yeah, Ooh. I won a won an Intermountain tournament. I beat Joey Blake. That was probably up to that point. That was my best win ever. Mm. Joey was like top ten in the country, and no one had, had in the Intermountain had ever touched him before. And um, so I beat Joey in the semis, and then I beat a guy named Ian Ayler. I don't know if you remember Ian, but name. Ian was really good player too from Colorado. But, um, you know, before that, you know, I, but that, that kind of took off. My tennis got a lot, a lot better. Who did y'all play in Vegas? I just said, because the Darling Tennis Center wasn't around at that point, was it? I don't think. Um, if, you, if, you, if you said the name of the, t- the club, I'd probably remember. Oh, it was called the okay. Sweetheart. It was like over Valentine's Day. Okay. Hmm. Probably still have that trophy somewhere in my parents' house. <laughs> cool. I just remember playing at UNLV a few times and. And then when you yeah, said it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it was a, um, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere there. So somewhere there. Yeah. Somewhere there. All right. Well, we always ask, like to ask this question because we've had some interesting dinner guests. So we know AJ and I will be invited to the soiree, like we say in Oklahoma, hoedown, you know, shindig, you know, something like that. But there's a party where you can invite four more, anybody that you want to invite, you know, all the way from back to Adam and Eve, all the way forward. They can be alive. They can be people who've been deceased. So we know AJ and I are coming, and we're, and we're going to have some fry sauce that we're, we're going to bring and uh, have uh, some, uh, some smoked meats from Mike Benson. Is that right? You said he was a gourmet chef? 
My brother-in-law. Oh, brother-in-law. Brother -in -law. Okay. Okay. No. Mike, Mike's not that good. Okay, I was going to say, Mike, Mike can't yeah. cook anything. <laughs> he can't boil water, huh? But, uh, no, he makes great hamburger helper. I still <laughs> him. When I lived with him, that's what he's like, hey. That was a staple on the Mike Benson. That was a staple huh? and, uh, yeah, some other things. But, no, Mike's, he probably would get mad. But, no. He <laughs> was he a good ramen? Was he a good ramen? Guy? <laughs> then, he was solid with ramen. Huh? Oh, I don't know about ramen. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's, you know, lots of, yeah. lots of uh, San Francisco salami. Mm-hmm. Hard salami, cheese, yeah. sandwiches. We lived on that and probably peanut butter and jelly mm -hmm. and a hamburger helper. Yeah, oh. that was the. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. What was the question? So, I don't think you're going to serve that right. because your tastes are clearly up here. A little higher. But who are the four, four. dinner guests yeah. from any oh, era? Four dinner guests. Yeah. yeah. They can be from yeah, literature, anywhere. Yeah. We've had some interesting people. History, fiction, anything you want. I mean,. I've started listening to a lot of audiobooks mm -hmm. now now that I'm um traveling quite a bit but um so I'm I've always liked history so I just finished man I just finished uh, a couple of books on World War 1, World War 2, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich which was very interesting um but um but as far as people I'd invite to dinner I mean I of course you know, I'm a Christian, so I mean, I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to talk to Jesus, basically. Mm -hmm. But, but I wish there, there's a book that I've read with my kids about going back in time and being at an event that happened. I would love to do that. I would lo love to go back in time and just watch an event, like watch the crucifixion or something. Not that that would be a great, you know, because it was a very sad event. But mm -hmm. uh, so. I would definitely, you know, bring Jesus to the table mm -hmm. um, for sure. Um, probably some other uh, historical figures. Um, Winston Churchill comes to mind. Um, Abraham Lincoln, you know, definitely would like to talk to him about the Civil War and what was going on, you know, at that time. Um, and, um, you know, there, there's another one that just, you know, uh, popped into my head. I've got a, a great uncle or not probably a great somebody we're related to um his name was john rankin but he was a presbyterian minister back in the civil war days and um he he was part of the underground railroad um and um mm. that helped slaves you know get free mm -hmm. but um so and they in fact they've made his 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 old house of uh, a museum in ohio not too far from here but I'd uh, love to, you know, get his perspective on slavery, you know, because he, um, you know, obviously a white, white guy, but, um, you know, he, he put his whole family, you know, in jeopardy in a lot of times um, trying to, you know, right, right a, a wrong, which, you know, I, I think we would all agree that slavery is wrong, but, yeah. but uh, so yeah, I would, I would, I would bring him, um, love to ask him some questions. Fact, what um, what yeah. a list! Lincoln, yeah. Churchill, the Christ, yeah, and right. your and your John, own Rankin, yeah, and John, and John Rankin, yeah. yeah. Love yeah. to get his perspective. So yeah, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, there's you know Anybody that could else? go on forever. Yeah, but, but those are just kind of up to me. Yeah, no, that's that's some good guests there. Yeah. We we were honored always to we we've we've heard a couple before. You know, Jesus, of course, is obviously on a lot of people's. Uh, I mean, and that, you know, as a Christian, you're like, well, yeah. you got to say Jesus, otherwise sure. you're not really a you know you know. <laughs> but I mean, 
No, he'd be Love interesting it. to talk to uh, just to see what his perspective and all that, you know, I think we've all read the Bible and you just kind of, you kind of get his insights, but, you know, really to be there and, and to, uh, yeah, I, I'm like you, I'd like to be a time traveler and go back and could just kind of be, I don't know, fly on the wall or yeah. just kind of see what's going on. Just kind of, I'm always an old West person. I, I know I like the 1850s. I, I, I love the old West, you know, out in West Texas. Yeah. Right. And before the civil war. Yes. Yeah. Right, yes. And, uh, yeah. So I, I like that time period, but I also would like to be, you know, a time traveler like that and go back and just kind of see what's going on. Just, you know, and not be known, you know, just, just kind of, know what i know today but just go yeah. back in time and just kind of think about it is. i mean yeah. I, I love history if i if i could do yeah. it over again i would have been a history major and um yeah i would have done that in fact i'm trying to steer my kids into that possibly but you turn um, out like me so i'm a history major history in buff. Yeah, yeah history in okay science. yeah yeah that's uh, that's why i'm a tennis pro well it's amazing yeah i mean just <laughs> looking up the history of, of you know world war one world war two and then sure. you get that you get insight on what's happening in in Europe right now, you know, with with Ukraine and stuff. Yep. And yep. Russia. So it's 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 wild. It's wild. But yeah, there's a lot of irons in the fire that that go on out there, and there's not necessarily what everything looks like. It's on the surface. That you got to dig dig a few uh, layers deep in the onion, and sometimes you can you can uncover the truth. You know, history always. Uh, you know, history always does repeat itself, though. So there's never. No, nah, Craig, I'm just going to watch yeah. CNN and Fox and just <laughs> fall asleep. Right. Oh, there. Yeah, you. I do that, too. Yeah, that's easy to fall asleep on those people. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, we're going to we're, we're going to work on this guy. We got we're going to bring him back to. Right. We're going to get him either skiing or. Yes, maybe, I love it. Well, we yes. need to get we need to get you all at a pickleball tournament somewhere. Yes. yes. You know, you can do, you know. We, we were picking yeah, we did the yeah we did Texas the live stream commentary yeah. yeah oh you did okay. oh yeah yeah, yeah. we did Texas couple, Open a couple times couple yeah. times we've done the Texas Open we would love like I said I think uh, Hartrue we need to bring you to the City Open yes and have you there and do a little something there that would be that I think that would be really cool yeah and then maybe we can get you at to uh, one of one of the APP tour right. pickleball events that we're sponsoring this year. We love um, the APP. We're down with APP and Ken Herman. Yes, Kenny. And we've done some work with PPA, the other tour. Yeah, that, the, PPA and, and APP. Uh, Hartree's yeah. doing something with APP. Good. Um, we're doing, they're doing something in New York. You think you all could maybe get up there and do something up there? We can. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the city, city Open. You mentioned the City Open. Our good friends, the Brothers on Tennis, do Taste of uh, the City Open. Uh, that taste yeah. of that yes. player party, basically with all the best restaurants in in DC. That somehow, yeah, somehow, Craig, you need to. <laughs> yeah, they don't want my humor there. Yes, get 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 Bentry, get Bentry to somehow. We'll get there. We're on, on it. it. We're, we'll get. We'll We're take a trip. We'll, on I'll, it, Rich. I'll get our members to. They they like to travel. I've been. You should bring them. Yeah, yes. make yeah, yeah. Make, the, yeah. make make it. Uh, I know a lot of pros that bring bring their clubs to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, some some of our friends. Uh, she has a niece, Haley Baptiste, who yeah. lives in that oh, area. That's right. yeah. yeah, yeah, the Whitings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so they live in that part of the world. Yep. I mean, I know Haley trains in Florida, but right. she's from DC, yeah. and she always plays that. Yeah, the city the, that kind of a tournament when they have a WTA. Yeah, I was just talking there, yeah. to Adrian about That's Haley right. the other day because she had 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 qualified or was playing uh, Miami, Miami Open. Uh, right, yeah, we right about, now. Yeah. yeah, yep. So yeah, mm. but we had we had fifteen people I think go out to Indian Wells that I know of. Yes. So yeah, we I can get them over to the city open. They love to travel. I mean, we've been to French Open, Monte Carlo, oh, yeah, Australian Carlo. Open oh. a couple of times. Uh, so yeah, uh, 
Washington, yeah, we, we can get over there fairly easily, so I can make sure we get over there. But we'll take AJ. He, he's the better interviewer. I'm, I'm not. I, you know, yeah, I'm. I'm, about I'm hey, yeah. Our, our producer lives in Maryland too. Are you? I mean, are you all together, or, or is this some kind of? I mean, are you AJ? Are you somewhere and? And Craig, you're we are else? we are right next to each other at Bentry right CC. Okay. Craig okay. lives five ten minutes from here. I live about thirty minutes south okay. in or thirty twenty five minutes south in Dallas. He, he, he lives. He we, we've got him, you know, like superimposed on here. So he no, he's. I didn't know. I mean, you know, they're doing me. all kinds of you know, know hologram things. I didn't know if you were all were. Uh, he didn't like. He didn't want to be around me. <laughs> he says. He says my breast stinks. <laughs> you kidding? East Coast, West Coast, East Coast guy, West Coast guy. Oh, West Coast for sure. West. Really. We're on the West Sorry. Coast because that's a big Sorry. coast. That's a big coast. It's a big coast. Well, it is a big coast. I mean, um, yeah. But where's your favorite? San Diego or do you go all the way up to Seattle? Uh, on the West Coast? Mm-hmm. Um, probably. See, I mean, I lived in Seattle for a little, for a short period of time and, and loved it. Um, but you can't beat San Diego either. But uh, Seattle is just, it's really nice. Of course, and they have great coffee. Oh, uh, that's my, I, I drink too much coffee. It's a place and, called Starbucks up there, isn't there? I've heard of the I Starbucks. stop at yeah. Starbucks, yeah. The original, yeah, when we, when we, when I was coaching Liberty, we had to stop at the original Starbucks when we were there. How, how big is that building? Is it expanded over the years probably? Um, when I was there, it was tiny, you know. Oh, really? I thought okay. it was just a tiny little hole in the wall. Hmm. I thought I thought that was the first one yeah. that they made. Probably, yeah. I didn't know if they had, you know, bought land around it and made it bigger, you know, because everybody wants to go oh, to no. the original one, or you know, or they just kind of left it the way it is. I think I think they left it the way it, the way it is, but mm. of course there's a yeah. there's a thousand yeah. of them around. Oh. But. Yeah, and they have Seattle's best coffee, Tully's. They have all the other. Oh, did they really? Yeah, okay. they have Seattle's all the, best coffee is really good too. Yeah. yeah. I like that coffee too. I buy that. It's usually cheaper than than Starbucks, which is marked Starbucks. up, marked up because of the green lady logo, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about Mrs. Folger? Yeah. Mrs. Folgers from yeah. New Orleans, right, right. or yeah. Louisiana? Cane's Coffee, you know, yeah. yeah, all those big ones in the big know. can, right? Yeah. Yes. So I just remember Mrs. You can't. Olsen's. You can't beat. Yeah, you can't beat the West Coast. And yeah, West I like Coast. Them. I, I do. I, I I miss the mountains. So mm. you know, I miss uh, the Utah with the Wasatch Mountains are beautiful. And then uh, that's what I was going to ask. That's I like to throw this in. So I, yeah. I proposed to my wife. We were back. We went backpacking in the Tetons. Wow. That, that's where I proposed to my wife. Yeah. So. These, the three, those yeah. iconic little peaks. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's absolutely place. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So unforgettable proposal, I bet. I thought so. I don't know about. I don't know. You have to ask her. But um, yeah, I, you know. Did you have the spot picked out already, or did you she just kind of? She said yes. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. So after so, about five minutes of thinking, <laughs> no, I give her a hard time. She 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 paused for a minute. I don't know, but she but, said uh, yes and said yes to four kids, yes. right, including yeah. one five years ago. That's uh, unbelievable. Yes. Yes. She's amazing. Yeah. In fact, she, she's yeah, anyway, we won't <laughs> sunrise sunset. She's you, awesome. Sun, are you, I figure you being a morning person, possibly. Are you um, yes. Sun, sunrise. Yeah. Sunrise. Yeah. Favorite season. Are you a summer, spring, winter, fall, fall, fall. For sure. Love, love fall season. 
So like fall like Utah, you know, with the aspen changing colors and that kind of fall, or maybe the fall kind of where you are over in Louisville? Both, yeah, yeah where it's um, – you don't have the the heat. Mm. I mean, even K- Kentucky can get really hot and humid. So as soon as the humidity goes down and it's not, you know, 90, 90 degrees and 90 degree or percent humidity – but uh, the cool, the warm days, 70, 75, and then cold at night reminds me of Utah. Yeah. You know, even most, you know, even though it get, would get really hot, it cools off because it's, um, you know, the Salt Lake Valley is a desert climate. So it cools off at night, gets hot during the day, yeah. but cool at night. But so yeah. you, do you miss the days of shoveling snow? I don't miss shoveling snow, but <laughs> your dad didn't make you get out there with the, uh, but, uh, no, he did. Yeah, we did. I mean, and then we got quite a bit of snow. So the years I was there, we got a boatload. I mean, geez, it was like overwhelming. I don't know if you remember the mid eighties, early eighties. That was when I was there, 82, three, four. And it was, whew, boy, there were some winters up there that time. We had some nice snows. Yeah. I just remember that one, one year there was a 150 inch base at Mid Mountain at Snow Basin. I remember 150 was the base. Yes, 12 feet at Mid Mountain. I just remember that. I was I was like oh, Snow Basin. Is, yeah, Snow Basin, Powder Mountain. Yep, those are great. Uh, yeah, great places to ski. Mm. But nobody they used to not know about it. But I didn't start skiing until my tennis was over. Uh, my my parents suggested that I didn't, so I never skied. As I wish that I had, but. You know, yeah, once I started, once I started skiing, I thought that I was, you know, pretty good at it. And I went too far and started jumping things. And oh. then I tore some, then I tore some ligaments in my knee. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Uh, so I don't do that anymore, <laughs> but I still like to ski. My wife loves to ski. Yeah. So. Did you go to snow basin? Do you guess that where you go or do you go to powder? Mountain? Yeah. yeah. Snow basin or powder mountain. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. kind of the local Utah yeah. Ogden area, uh, yeah. Nordic Valley. Are you, that wasn't a bad I've one. I've never there. skied. We, you know, you drive by it yeah. when you go into Powder Mountain, but, uh-huh. um, you know, you, we've never tried that. They have night skiing there. So usually if, when we're coming back from Powder Mountain, you know, it's at night. So you see the lights up there and people are still skiing there at uh, Nordic, Nordic Valley. But we're just too tired. But, <laughs> you know, like, no. Yeah. yeah. I, we've been up there a couple of times. Took the kids, uh, the older two, to Nordic Valley a few times. It was easy mountain. It wasn't very expensive. Yeah. Because ski, and even skiing in Utah is fairly reasonable compared to if you go over to Colorado. Colorado. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, man. I can't imagine what lift tickets are in Colorado these days or even Park City. I mean, the last time we went skiing, it was, I mean, you got to save up for. Yeah. You know, use all the Christmas money just to go skiing <laughs> for the kids. You know, by the time you rent, rent equipment and. And then buy the lift tickets for, for six people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Big family you right. both have. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I just remember. I mean, I complain about just three of us going to ski, and you guys have four kids each. Yeah, it was. It was uh, we got to hit up grandma and grandpa for <laughs> for some help on that, and then, and then they have. So that was that's nice. So. Anyway. Well, let's turn this back to the third set now. Yes. We're gonna round the corner here on the third set and we'll bring it back to tennis uh, the tank bit. is full i'm telling you yeah I, for the third set yes my tank is no full. We, we got a couple of more more tennis questions that, oh, good. that i like to bring this back to indoor outdoor tennis um indoor for sure indoor okay uh like utah indoor or maybe like louisville a little bit it doesn't louisville. matter it doesn't matter indoor 
because just the, 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 point, the points are faster. My serve is bigger. And, uh, you know, that was one thing that hurt my game was my serve was never quite big enough to go to the next level. Really? Well, I thought you had a pretty so, good serve. I know you had yeah. a good return. I just remember your return. Was it really wasn't good. bad. I mean, it wasn't bad, but but it wasn't. Wasn't Eric Carita? I mean, you just got to. Yeah, I wasn't Eric Carita. Yeah. <laughs> but who is? Not many. That, that big. It wasn't bad, but there was, you know, I always just seemed to get broken at least once or twice yeah. and I could break anybody cause my return was very good. Oh, wow. But, um, but sometimes I couldn't break them twice a set. <laughs> so. Most embarrassing moment in tennis. You recall oh, an embarrassing wow. moment? It's gotta be the Achilles against Ellis Ferreira. Yeah. But my tennis was kind of over at that point, I but, uh, I but see. that was still, yeah, that wasn't embarrassing. It was just, that was more just painful. Yeah, painful. Yeah. I remember an embarrassing moment, but, it, but I wasn't playing. So there was a pro tournament in Salt Lake. And I was like six or seven. And uh, I can't remember who was playing, but um, you could get in for free if you were a ball boy. So somehow we got figured out that if you ball boyed, you got a free ticket or something. This is, you know, back when I was like, like I said, six or seven years old. So, so somehow, I don't know, maybe my dad or somebody signed me up to, to be a ball boy and I'd never ball boyed before. So all of a sudden I'm, I'm out there ball boying for some, some good tennis players. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of scared. And, um, and I had some, somebody who didn't appreciate me trying <laughs> or whatever. And he just, he, you know, cut loose on me. I remember just like cussed me out or whatever. Like, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of here. You know, little kid, get out of here. You know? So that was, and I still remember that to this day getting cussed out by some pro tennis player at the yeah. Canyon racket club. It was Canyon racket club. Oh, Canyon. That was, Canyon that's, racket my, club. that's my favorite club of all places. Wow. The Canyon it's, a, not, yeah, it's not nice there. club, but anyway, that was so, but wow. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Wouldn't like Jim Osborne or one of those guys, was it? I don't think so. Okay. No. More, more, more. I played uh, more, more Utah. Yeah. yeah. I played Jim Osborne in mixed doubles one time. We Did lost. You really? But the first point of the match, I was probably a sophomore in high school, but I aced him out wide. Oh, so yes. I was playing doubles with uh, my mixed doubles partner. Oh, I should remember her name. <laughs> really nice girl. Good, good tennis player. What was her name around the Ogden area or was it Utah or she's from Salt, she's from Salt, Salt Lake, Lake. From Salt, Salt Lake, Lake family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I took her to a dance once nice. um, at the salt, salt air resort, salt air. I remember salt air. Gosh, this is terrible. If she sees this, <laughs> I had a great time by the way. But... Right. Right. Did, did you ever play Brad Pierce? Just out of curiosity. Did you... Lindsay Tanner. Did you... Oh, the Tanners. I remember the Tanners. Megan. Her name is Megan. Megan. Yeah. Tanner. Sorry. Megan, I had a great time. Yes, yes. I hope you're doing well. I haven't seen her in forever, but um, but yeah, we played mixed doubles once or twice together. She was a really good player. I think she dated um, uh, Greg Holmes for a while. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. yeah, Greg Holmes. Shares After the fact, games. but this is this is yeah. when we were in high school. Yeah, anyway. right. So I did play Brad Pierce. Did you play so Brad? I just, are you all about lost, the same age? He's a year or two older than okay. me. Okay, I think just one year actually. Okay. So he played Utah tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, but he was, he was doing his own thing. Cause he was, he was so much better than every, everybody, but I played him my freshman year in high school. Um, uh, he played high school tennis, his one, one year. 
So he won state, beat me, I think, in the semis. So that was my only loss in high school tennis was to Brad Pierce. Not so too I took, shabby. I took, state, I took state three years in a row, <clears throat> my sophomore, junior, and senior year, but I lost to Brad my freshman year. So just add, so. was it close? Did you, you – I would think it you'd was, be pretty close. Wouldn't it you? was four and four. Four and yeah. four. Not bad. Okay. Four and four. Did you all play in Salt Lake? Is that where state was held? We played in – it might've been in Provo at that time. They might've played it at Provo. I think that was in Provo. It was either Provo or Salt Lake. Yeah. All the other state state tournaments were, were in Salt Lake. Yeah. Those yeah. three, but um, <clears throat> I played on an intersectional team with him. I don't know if I told you that, mm, but yeah. uh, so my junior, my first year 18s. So Intermountain had us, we had a strong team. So Pierce played, <clears throat> Pierce was playing. Pierce played one. Joey Blake played two. Mm-hmm. I think I played three, and then we had Ian Ayler played four, and then we had a guy named uh, Joe Thomas and Nikos Rydal play on our team. We had a real strong team. Uh, we beat Northern Cal. No, we beat Southern Cal, and then we lost to Northern Cal. Wow. Otherwise, we, we had a chance to win, you know, to win the whole thing. Because we were, I mean, for inter, that was probably, I don't know, maybe Utah's. I'm, I'm just biased. I think that was the best team Intermountain ever had so that's pretty good. I know, I know, but I'm biased. But I'm biased. While while we're on that subject, I want to go back to something that's sort of third set ish. You mentioned you uh, at University of Kentucky beat Stanford a few times. You want to talk a little bit about what it felt like to beat a team coached by the great Dick Gould? Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) It's terrible. That's just terrible. It sucked. Um, So one, a couple of the matches, but. That's that stand out too in particular, but um, we played my my junior year. We played Stanford in the quarters of the NCAA. This is down <clears> in uh, Athens, Georgia. Down in Georgia, yeah. Um, and uh, so we we had a we had a good team. Uh, Greg Van Emberg played one for us. He's playing one. So Greg beats um, David Wheaton at one, and um, so we're playing one, two, three on the top. Let's see. No, we were playing. Somebody else was playing on the top three courts. So we played um, our match. We went on one, two, three. So Greg beats Wheaton at one. Um, I lose to Pat McEnroe in three sets at number three. And um, during our number two player, Mario Rincon, is playing uh, Jeff Tarango. Uh-huh. So, and they're having a heated battle. And they uh, Mario, Mario ends up losing six and six, two, two tiebreakers, but we're playing right next to each other and they're having a battle and I'm having my own battle with, uh, um, with McEnroe. And, um, at one point, you know, I'm, I'm hearing Tarango just, I mean, and he's just relentless. I mean, just calling Mario names. And at one point, you know, one point, you know, <laughs> I walk over to try to console Mario. Mario's like, he goes, but rich, He's like, he called me a squirrel, <laughs> you know, like, and I have to, you know, n- not, not start laughing or whatever, you know? And I'm like, well, who cares? You know, he called you a squirrel. I mean, yeah. so what, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Mario, just, just calm down. You can beat this guy. So, uh, so Mario ends up losing, but, but I'm still playing my matches. It's kind of long, but Mario loses. And I, at, at, at one point, you know, game set match, whatever. I look over and, and all of a sudden Mario takes a swing at, at Tarango, like they're at the net. Wow. So Tarango still, still saying stuff. 
and um, Tarango takes a or uh, Mario takes a swing at him, you know, and all of a sudden the two players just you know converge and the coaches run out there and and uh, but the coaches were, were were running out there before I could get there, but um, you know they were they were having a fight right there on the court, Tarango and and, and our guy Mario Wincon. So um, was this after anyway. the match? Was this just after the match? Probably this is just after the match yeah. when they're supposed to yeah, um, be shaking hands. Be shaking hands. So instead of and be convivial, of shaking hands, Mario and and Mario, he's Mario is the nicest guy ever. And um, I've talked to Tarango after the fact, and I think he's calmed down a little bit, maybe, but but um, maybe a bit, <laughs> but maybe a bit. I don't know. I haven't seen him in, in a while. But uh, um, my doubles partner, my ex, my old doubles partner, has a. Um, a good story with him because they, I think they want, they got to a semis of a, of a Grand Prix tournament. Um, my old doubles partner from Kentucky, Adam Malik. But anyway, so, so that, that was one of the, you know, best memories I have, but we ended up losing. So, um, but Greg beats, Greg beats Wheaton at one. We lose at two. I lose at three. And um, we had a guy named Sammy Stinnett, he played six. He, he, he wins. Sammy almost never lost. So we had a Sammy Stinnett never lost at number six. So he beats Stanford's number six guy. And, um, but we lost at, um, two, three and two, three, four and five. So we're down four, two after sing after singles. So they, they kick Tarango and Mario out of the doubles. Oh. So that's the only, so that's the only <laughs> thing that they do is they kick them out of the doubles. So Greg and I, we won, we, we win our match at number one doubles. Um, we played Wheaton and somebody, I think Wheaton and Tarango were supposed to play together, but so we, so Wheaton played with somebody, somebody else and Greg and I beat those guys. And so we're down fourth. So now it's four, three. And, um, and then we were winning at number, I think we were winning at number uh, two or three doubles. Um, but then we lost one of the other doubles. So then it was over. So we lost to them. Tight, tight match, heated match. I feel like I, you know, I had chances to beat uh, to beat um, Pat McEnroe. Yeah, but because uh, I lost the first after being up a break, lost the first, and then I won the second, and ended up losing in the third. So, but uh, we had a good team, but just yeah. not quite good enough. That was one of those matches. Um, then we played Stanford a, a, a year or two later, and. Um, but, but, but we played them at the national indoor. So national indoor, we played and I ended up playing uh, Martin Blackman. Um, so the year before that, well, it doesn't matter that, 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 that year, the indoor, I played four. So I played Blackman at four and uh, my, my doubles partner at the time, Adam Malik played one and Adam, Adam was a really good player. Adam, I think Adam beach. I want to say he beat Trango at, at one probably. And then um, I beat Blackman in straights at four. But anyway, we, it came down to the doubles. It came down to number one doubles. So it was tied for all. And Adam and I were playing Tarango and, and Blackman um, for the match. And um, it, was, it was a close match. But, but Adam and I ended up winning. But at, at one point, um, Martin, <laughs> Martin was just going after me. And Tarango was saying stuff. Because we had played him at the National Indoor a couple of times. I remember playing playing Tarango and, and, um, I lost to him in one of our other matches, but, but Kentucky got the best of, of, uh, Stanford in this one. But I remember there was one Adam, Adam had great hands and Adam made a mistake one time of, 
of trying to lob over Martin Blackman. He's like six, four and can jump out of the gym. And, um, but we had had a heated match. And so I had pretty good returns and, and, um, you know, I was going at, I mean, I could, any short return I could, I could, you know, I was trying to intimidate those guys and there was no love, love loss between our teams. So, you know, I was going at those guys at the net anytime I had a chance and they were going after me. But I remember one, one, uh, Adam hit a short overhead to Martin and I just start running. I was at, I was probably at the service line. So I just start running back you know, I'm running back to try to get out of the way. And, and he hits an overhead that not even trying for the court, but it goes past my ear. (laughs) Like overhead goes past my ear, it hits the curtain. And uh, he wasn't even trying to hit it, hit it in the court, but, but, uh, but Martin and Martin's a good friend of mine now. (laughs) We get along along well, actually, you know, after, after college, we, we played, we played a couple tournaments together, pro tournaments together play doubles together whenever we could. And, you know, Martin's got a, um, Martin's a, a Christian. And so we had, we had some, some fun talk about Kentucky versus Stanford. Obviously their, you know, their, their program is, you know, history, you know, so many championships and stuff like that, but, but we had some fun. Yeah, we had, uh, so we beat him, beat him at the national indoor. And we, I think we made the semis, um, that year we lost to Cal, um, Cal Berkeley, I think the next round to get to the finals, we lost in the semis to to Berkeley. I remember playing Carl Chang, so that's yeah, who I played. Michael's so big won, brother Carl, yeah, yeah. I, I I beat Carl in that match, but we we ended up losing um, somehow. They they had a good team. Um, can't remember who else played for them, but I played uh, Michael Chang's brother Carl, who was a pretty good player. Yeah. Also, yeah, but, um, I, yeah I, those were fun. I wonder if Kurt was Kurt Streeter on the team at the time. Um, I remember Kurt. He was yeah. from Washington State. That's right. Uh, yeah. I used to play him in the juniors. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah amazing I played him, player. I, I played him a number of times. Yeah. 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 I think he was still on the team. Yeah. I bet Lance Johnson was probably on the Cal team at the time. Can't remember who their top top players were. Yeah. They obviously were good. Yeah. But um, what a great we, rival. We, we beat Stanford one other time. I think there was one year they were down. They were really down. We played them at the at the indoor. And we beat them pretty easily. But, um, but the two, the, the two years, I think we, we tried to play him every year, Yeah. but, um, but that, that year, <clears throat> that year we beat him at the indoor. I think that that's the year they, they, they won it again. I think it, it's such a, it's so cool to hear about a trilogy of times that you've played Stanford, yeah. which is historically probably one of the finest yeah. college tennis teams, certainly in our lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. We had a lot of, co- a lot of great college matches, a lot of fun. Um, we, I like, I, I want to say we beat every, every team at least once during my time, except for LSU. I never, never beat LSU mm. at the time we had chances to, to do it, but we never did a couple of the, the best college matches I ever played that Stanford one was, was those, those two Stanford ones were, were way up there. But um, two of the best college matches, just because they were so raucous, I guess, was at LSU. Uh, we lost to them in a close match to win the win win the SEC out route. Wow! Right, we had chances at uh, I think number three doubles. It came down to the number three doubles. We ended up losing um, with some controversy, but I remember that match that uh, Jerry Simmons had. 
had a, a keg or two he'd brought out and, 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 <laughs> Coach and you know, that some, surprise me. <laughs> somehow, somehow he brought out, uh, you know, half the football team yeah. who was on the fences threatening all of us, you know, with our lives. <laughs> yeah. And they're 300 pounds <laughs> so, and they yeah, were calling everybody squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they were, they were seriously, you know, threatening, threatening to kill us, <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I'm, you know, I say, obviously, yeah. you know, nothing was actually going to happen, but, right. but uh, I remember um, one of our, our players was, was losing it and, you know, screaming and, you know, swinging his racket around, <laughs> but, uh, but it was a lot of fun. That, that was a, that was a fun match that we ended up losing. And the other one that was about as raucous was playing West Virginia at West Virginia. Really? We played them indoors at a club, private club. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think the alcohol was flowing. And so everybody in the place was just, you know, screaming, right? Screaming and yelling and getting personal, and and uh, we ended up losing that match. That that was probably the, one of the best teams that they they had had. They had a player, uh, Joby Foley and Paul Mancini, and and um, but anyway, they they beat us in a duel at their place with some very raucous fans. But <laughs> I mean, you know that 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 that's what made college tennis yeah. fun and great. And you know, I wanted to. You know, when I was at Liberty, I wanted to get a, a band, you know, let's have a band come and play and let's, let's just, let's change the yeah. way college, let's bring it back to yeah. you know, having fun. But anyway, our, so. hey, our heyday. Yeah. I mean, that's and, the um, best. Yeah. That was the, the highlight. Those were fun. I mean, yeah, those were some of the, you know, and everybody remembers those matches. <clears throat> Unforgettable. Yeah. 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 yeah you know. I'm sure that Mario, you remember when Durango called me a squirrel? A squirrel. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Funny. Mario's still coaching. Mario, Mario is the assistant yeah. men's coach at um, Louisville now. Yeah. So he was at Miami for a number of years coaching, and but now he's at Louisville. I, um, I need to get over there and watch a match, but I've, got, I've gone over a couple of times and just said hello, but a uh, good friend. Yeah. You, so, don't, you don't call him the squirrel, do you? <laughs> no. <but, laughs> He called me a squirrel. I'm like, dude, just, that, that's not really that bad. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And then to take a swing at the guy. Yeah, you know? Tarango's done worse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah Tarango. Yeah, we all know what he that guy can do. He's yeah. he's uh, he's interesting cat. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, he would. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite tournament? What's your favorite tournament besides college tennis? You know, what's you know? It could, be a junior, it could be a junior tournament. It could be one you played on the tour. It could be you know. Because these are great stories. Yeah. Well, memory, yeah. My, my, my favorite memory is, um, so my college doubles partner, Adam and I, Adam Malik, mm-hmm. we, we won, we finally, we won a challenger. So we had won a lot. We had won a number of satellite events, you know, a bunch of satellite events playing doubles together, but, but we finally, uh, won a tournament. We won a tournament in, um, uh, in, uh, in Germany, I'm trying to remember the town, the town, um, anyway, we, we want to, ch- our first challenger ever. So, we, so, and we beat a couple of good teams, you know, getting to the finals. Um, in fact, I had to, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't recall, but, um, had to ask Adam, but, uh, we beat, uh, Alex, Alexander Mronz and, um, who, Mronz and, um, and Ta- Arnie Toms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember Arnie C- Toms. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Um, sort of receding hairline bl- yeah. blonde guy. Yeah. So Alexander Mons used to date Steffi Graf. Ah, yes. Really, really good German tennis player. 
So Adam and I beat uh, Mron's and Tom's in the semis, kind of had a little bit of heated match. You know, they were supposed to win because they were, that was their home, you know, on their home turf or whatever. And who are the, who's this <laughs> no, Mal- Mal- Malaysian, Malaysian guy and some American guy, yeah. you know, they can't play. What are they doing out here? But so we beat them in the semis. And then in the finals, we played Wayne Arthurs and uh, Simon Yule. Oh yeah. Both uh, Australians. Yeah. Australian guys. And um, had a really good match, you know, with them. And and um, so that was probably my favorite memory. So we won that tournament first time ever. And, um, you know, I remember hitting a, a forehand return winner to break probably Arthur's, you know, on a on a break point. And um, but um, that's probably one of my best returns. That, Rich, great that, job. For, uh, that guy, that guy so, is six, two and a half and right, lefty. Right. Amazing server. You think he's taller yeah. than, than uh, Wayne Arthur's? Craig, amazing, yeah. Craig is referring to a hilarious story. Uh, story here on our podcast. podcast. Philip Farmer, Andre Agassi had a bet yeah. uh, as to who's, who's taller. taller. And Andre knew everybody's height, social weight. security number, right. anything, height, yeah. anything. He was like a walking and, uh, savant. And uh, Andre yeah. And Andre lost a ten thousand dollar bet that yes. Philip and uh, I forget who actually who is taller. taller. Right. I think maybe Philly is or right. whatever so, it is. It was a funny deal. It was it's so funny. hilarious. Do you know Phil Farmer? Do you know Philip? No. Okay. He's a bit younger yeah. than us. I yeah. think he's about forty something. Yeah, he's early forties. He maybe. played at Oklahoma 40s. University yeah. and now coaches Austin Krychek, uh, Hans Hotch. He uh, used to coach the Bryans and yeah. Sam Query also. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. But he tells this funny story. Oh, it's yeah, too much. That uh, yeah, it it was. That he was taller than Andre. Yeah, uh, no, Arthur's uh, Wayne Arthur's. Uh, yeah, Andre is more five ten ish. Yeah, Arthur's and him are like six yeah, two yeah, or yeah. three. They're pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but Andre said something like, "You're taller than <laughs> than Phil. You know, Phil, you're taller than Arthur's." And it feels like, it's no, like I'm no, not, I'm huh? six two and a half. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So there was a big buzz going around, and Indian Wells okay. it came to culmination, and they said everybody was just. You know, they they immediately knew that they'd be there. They yeah. made them stand back to back, right. yeah. and and Andre was so angry <laughs> yeah, he was that mad. he had lost a bet, but oh, yeah. insisted. And yeah. Phil's like, yeah. "Look, you no, don't no, have to no, give no. me ten thousand. Right? Andre had uh, an envelope this thick of right. uh, of big bills. Right? He, he didn't like twenties. He didn't like twenties. Yeah, he wanted fifties and hundreds only. That's all. Yeah." yeah. So Phil tells this story. It's funny. Yeah. So good. Right. But when you said Wayne Arthur's, we, yeah. we, we both started yeah. thinking about that story. That okay. uh, and is, yeah, So you played Wayne Arthur's and you were part of Andre Agassi's house. Yeah. So they, this is, so all you, these worlds are colliding right sure now. They were, yeah. It's, you know, 20 degrees of separation or something oh, like that. Yeah. From, it's well, funny. Uh, that now. was that was my best yeah. that was my best memory of tennis because and that was in Adam, Germany. Adam and I, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. I I went to Malaysia. We played, we played and we spent a lot of ho- time in hotel rooms together. I'm sure. Um, but um, so he's a great guy. I was in his wedding. He was in my wedding. Um, and he's just a great guy. He lives in Lexington now. He's actually coaching at Midway College now. Oh wow! Right there in Kentucky. So yeah. He's the, men, he's the men's and women's coach. In fact. Uh, I think they played today, but uh, he's a great guy and um, yeah, just very, very loyal. But anyway, that, that was my, yeah, that's good that memory. was my favorite tennis memory. Yeah. My, yeah, my thank famous you. or the, my best memory of a tournament. Um, you know, I never, I never really got to play in the show before I never played the four majors. Um, I played in about eight or seven, seven or eight grand prix tournaments mm-hmm. in doubles 
but um, I should have I should have kept playing a little bit. So after Adam and I we won that tournament in Germany, two weeks later I quit playing. So I quit playing, hung it up, uh, broke up with girlfriend, and just didn't want to play anymore. So anyway, that's another story. Well, you cashed a couple of checks. I mean, yeah, that, that's hard to do. Not it, too shabby. That's not what what'd but, you what, just um, out of curiosity. What'd you all win? Yeah. Did you guys win uh, five grand, 10 grand? It was probably like five grand. It okay. wasn't that big. Of a Split. So. Then you, I almost made. So my, my best memory, uh, um, I got to play the biggest tournament I played in was the, uh, Swiss open. Oh, okay. so that was uh, yeah. played in Stad. Yeah. And that was unbelievable. I mean, I, um, that was the first time that, that I, you know, you, you gave them your laundry and they did your laundry. So this was like playing, you know, and this playing the show, Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, drivers taking you everywhere. And, and um, if you give them their laundry, it comes back pressed, you know, when your, when your t-shirts come back pressed right. and your socks, you know, and the tournament just does that for free, for free. Yeah. And uh, as a service to, to, to main draw players. Anyway, a lot of fun. Um, I played that week. I played with a guy named Michael Shoppers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, from the Netherlands, and uh, we lost second round. We won our first round and lost second round to um, Mark Rosse. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, was it Jakob Lasek? Maybe no. Uh, Rosse and um, guy that lost in the finals of the U.S. Open. Uh, who was that? Let's see. Rosse and I can't believe I can't remember the name. Was it Cedric Pioline? Yeah, Pioline. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there Pioline. We go. Wow. yeah. But memory. I think uh, that was a lot of fun. We lost in three sets, so yeah. we had chances. We I think we won the first and lost the second. But I remember uh, Rossi was serving, and you know he had one of the hardest serves ever. Huge serve, yeah. And um, big hitter. I remember six foot seven. Yeah, he's a big man. He was a big big guy. I remember guessing right on a return uh-huh. early in the match. And my backhand, I could, I could hit a pretty hard backhand, but, um, but I caught a return perfectly guessed perfectly. It was going to go, I think down the tee and, um, hit a return and peeling didn't move at all. He just, I think he just woke up uh-huh. you know, figuring he didn't, wasn't going to have to play that, that hard yeah. that day. But unfortunately I woke him up because he didn't move at all. And I hit him square in the chest. Right there. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> kind of like rocked him back, you know, and, um, but, but, but he woke up after that. So, <laughs> it's like, Ooh. but anyway, so we lost in, that was, that was, uh, that was fun because it was played, you know, in their stadium there in front, you know, Stad is beautiful. The mountains are beautiful. And I was like, man, I could get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I, you know, I stopped, uh, probably a little too early. But uh, regret stopping a little bit or too early. But anyway, a lot of things going on at the time. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Uh, probably still Borg. You know, past player. But uh, Rafa. What about Rafa? You, you like know, Rafa? Well, I mean, yeah. A lot. I do love Rafa for sure. Rafa. But Federer. Like- Federer. Rafa. Yeah, Rafa. What do you think about uh, Rich? 
Well, Richard Branson, no, I'm very, very happy you've mentioned me, no, I'm, uh, it's a privilege and an honor to be in the conversation with uh, Rich Benson, no, I hope one day I can hit my serve and uh, he will return it uh, awfully, awfully well, no, it's going to be great, no. That's amazing. That's really awesome. I got to work hard, no, right. try to get my serve past uh, the great Rich, no. <laughs> I'd love to, yeah, maybe I can see him play before he, hopefully he's got another one in him. Hopefully a yeah. couple more years. Yeah. Or a year. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. What six, he's out six weeks with that rib. Yeah. That, that fractured rib or something. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's come back though. He's so never can him out for sure. Yeah, he was on crutches eight months ago. Yeah. Wins the Australian open. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. We're not going to count him out. That's for sure. No, yeah. So, so what sport would you have played if it wasn't for tennis in the great game? Do you think you would have, Done basketball? Would you been baseball? Uh, baseball. baseball. Interesting. Baseball. Did, yeah, you, baseball. Did, you, did you play some little league growing up there in Ogden? I did. Yeah, yeah. loved it. Yeah. What position were you? I always, I always liked playing, uh, playing the team sports. That's why I, you know, had so much fun playing doubles and um, did did well in college. Got a lot better in college. I just love the college atmosphere. Oh. Like playing on a team, you know, playing by playing on playing for yourself all the time. You know, I had a dream to play when I went out and played, you know, you're playing for yourself out yep. in all these odd countries, someplace where no one even cares if you're playing or, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you win or lose. You're just going, gosh, I, I need to get some points to get to play some bigger tournaments, but, right. but baseball. Yeah. I played uh second base. Okay. Yeah. Usually had, second base and, um, that's a good uh, hand. Quick. Yeah. Did, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. So just my son, I've got a, I've got a baseball player now. In fact, he played, yeah. uh, he played a game today. I took oh, him cool. to the game today. They went down today. They were hoping to win the tournament, but cause they, they beat, uh, yesterday he played three games. They won all three games yesterday. Um, he's in a, a 13 U team plays on a travel team. And then he also plays on a, on his uh, middle school team. And he gets, he's playing, he got to play two innings at third base last night in a varsity game. Mm-hmm. And then he got one at bat and he hit a double actually oh, wow. at a high school nice game. Going. 13. Mm-hmm. He's 13. So pretty good. eye hand coordination. They like the old pops. Yeah. Chip like off the old block. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's fun. I mean, I, I like to compete. So, you know, so just out of curiosity and you might, I, I don't think you said this, but how'd you get to Kentucky just out of curiosity? Cause I'm sure that you were, did you have some other, Places you could go, like Weber State. Yeah, you, you um, passed us up. He, he passed us up. We were right. He was right down the street, for God's sake. Right there. No, Utah, not, not really. I mean, like Utah. Would you played for Harry James? Did you like Harry? I, I would have considered going okay. had they recruited me, but um, he didn't recruit you. Nobody, nobody in Utah recruited me. Really? Yeah. And you were local uh, top couple in the whole Intermountain section. Yeah, I remember uh, something. It might have been even put in the press that. You know, Rich, Rich, uh, Keith Cox said, yeah. "Rich wasn't Rich isn't good enough to play for Weaver." Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. And, so, and then uh, you anyway. then you uh, kicked it up a couple notches oh, yeah. the next four years. But uh, my my high school girlfriend went to University of Utah, so I probably would have considered going there. But uh, Harry James, I don't. I think my dad kind of got involved in a little bit of the tennis politics early on, and. Um, I think that that had something yeah. to do with it. But. Missed on that. They whiffed on 
But what, what got you to Kentucky? So just just curious, did did uh, so Dennis um, Dennis saw me play at that intersectional team that I told you about. So my first year, eighteens, um, I was playing in Illinois on that team, and uh, Dennis was recruiting Greg. Greg was playing for Florida, I think, at the time, and um, that's so, Greg uh, Van Emberg, so, right? Van Emberg, yeah, Van yeah, Greg Van Emberg. Um, and he saw me play, and I remember after at some point. You know, he introduced himself to me. He said, hey, I'm at University of Kentucky's tennis coach and, um, you know, watching him play this weekend. And, you know, would you consider going out of state? I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so told him I was interested. And, and um, so he started recruiting me, you know, right after that and offered me. I took a recruiting trip, went to a University of Kentucky basketball game. Wow. Cool. In, in Rupp Arena. And, yeah. And, uh, Trying to remember who he played that time, but uh, so went to a UK game. You know, hey, we're we play in the SEC, which is you know probably one of the best conferences. You know, behind the Pac-10 at the yeah. time, uh-huh. but um, and um, yeah, started recruiting me. Had a great recruiting trip. Um, they built an indoor building. Kentucky had just broken into the top twenty-five the year before. You know, the year before and. And I wanted to play in the SEC. I wanted to play. I thought I could play. I, I was starting to play with the best players who were going to the best schools. Um, but uh, nobody offered me a scholarship. I wrote to, you know, the other schools. And uh, they said, hey, we'd be glad to have you walk on, but but uh, we don't have any scholarship for you. Some, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the right. top, top schools in California. And we just, you know, we, I came from a middle middle class background, you know, and, we, I needed a scholarship. We had, I was the youngest. We still had, my sisters were in college and my brother played at an Ivy school. And so he still had debt to pay. (laughs) So my parents just couldn't afford to, you know, pay, pay anything. And, and Dennis recruited me and saw me play at the intersectionals when we, you know, did well, I did well that tournament. That was probably my, my best tournament pulled together a couple, couple good wins and top 20 players. So well, I'm surprised nobody in the air mountain. Cause I know Colorado played tennis at that time or you know, Wyoming Trans- or UNLV or Nevada. Sandy, I probably, I was San considered State. San Diego. Yeah. And then, uh, um, Southern Illinois mm-hmm. had, had just had, uh, Flack and Seguso. Yep. yep. Kent DeMars had a, had a great thing going. Obviously they did really well. So they were on the radar and they, uh, they started recruiting my, one of my doubles partners in the juniors. So I went on a recruiting trip there. They offered me a full ride, you know, while I was there, I said, no, I'm just going to, I need to talk to my parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we're not going to do any, uh, I'm not going to sign here and put it in the safe and pull it out on the day. <laughs> I said, no, I'm just here for, you know, to check things out. So, oh, yeah. but Dennis, Dennis recruited me. They, yeah. they wanted me, Dennis, Dennis offered me a nice scholarship to play at Kentucky and, and, um, I was a good, you know, I was, I was the number one player in the Intermountain that year, but, um, but no one really knew if I could play, you know, um, or was going to end up being a good player. And I ended up getting a lot better in college, yeah, you know, yeah. being, able to, being able to play all the time. I mean, in Utah, we played maybe, maybe four or five times, you know, in the winter time, cause you just, you know, can't get court time. That's why yep. we used to play either after 10 PM you know, at night or, um, you know, like I said, when growing up, we were putting quarters, you know, in the, 
in the light machine, you know, after 10 PM playing. So, yeah. Cause it was expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, that just really surprises me. Yeah. I mean, but you know, that, uh, there's a lot of diamonds in the rough out yeah, there. And, and got yeah. better and yeah, better, better and better yeah. later on. Yeah. yeah. Good job peaking yeah. later, Rich. So, what sport would you? I mean, or excuse me, not, well, I already asked that question. What, baseball, baseball, yeah, baseball, baseball, been very, very good. Very, 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 very good to me. What would you be doing now if you weren't involved in sports? What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't involved in sports? That's kind of an know. interesting question. I always well, ask um, that question, to everybody. You know, I went into tennis court construction, so. If I wasn't, but that's still sports, huh? Right. So. Sort think, of, yeah. You think you'd be in a, you know, in a band called the Expensive Pigments? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't be in a band. What, what uh, would I be doing? I would be. A history teacher? I would be, I would be a fishing guide in Alaska. Oh, what a great gig that would be. Going for those yeah. big salmon. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been up to Alaska and fished? One time, yeah. We went um, the year after I got married. We had this guy family trip planned um and then my wife said you're never going to alaska again with and unless you take me so uh-huh. but uh my dad my brother and i and my uncle we went we went to alaska we rented an rv and we just fished for a week every day we had salmon for dinner every night we went out and caught halibut out in the ocean and so um anyway that that would be nice Interesting. Yeah. What a place. We did, we've yeah. never had that. Yeah, that's a unique, that's, that's a cool answer. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, last question, because we've kept you two and a half that's hours. That's right. So we know it's getting late in, in your area, because you're in the EST time zone, yes. so it's 1130. So we appreciate Eastern you. Time. Is it? Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it went really fast. I'm sitting here watching the clock up here. So I, I, so we always ask this last question, because I think it's a really meaningful question. So if you were the commissioner of the great game of tennis and you were entrusted to the, uh, you know, anything that you'd like to uh, to do as far as changes or you like it the way it is, you know, it can be anything, amateur tennis, professional tennis, college tennis, anything in tennis that, you, you know, we've had some, you know, some interesting answers, you know, that I've never would have thought of. So are you, are you, do you like it the way it is or what do you think? I would, I would change college tennis and I would, I would limit the amount of um, scholarships that are going outside of uh, the United States. So back to, back to where it used to be, from what I understand, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be two scholarships could be given to, you know, not uh, yeah, players outside the United States. So I think that that's really hurt American tennis for kids like me. You know, I would have, um, I mean, part of the reason why I kept playing and uh, I mean, of course we, we loved the game. Our family was a tennis family, but uh, I think my parents, you know, saw s- some small light at the end of the tunnel, you know, we're, we're putting all this money in and, and, you know, but we're hoping at the end of the tunnel, we can get some of it back by you getting a, a scholarship in college. So, and now, you know, I think a lot of those scholarships just aren't available for, you know, for guys like me, um, or maybe, you know, let, let lesser ranked possibly. I mean, so that, 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 that's one thing I would change. Um, you know, limit half, half the scholarship should go to American players and that would improve American tennis. I think it would push American tennis up at least on the men's side. Um, at least a little bit. I mean, back in the day you had a lot of top players come out, you know, back when, Chang and Agassi, but 
you know, the reason I think part of the reason why you had those guys that really rose to the top is because you had another 30 to 50 guys behind them that were kind of pushing them a little bit. And um, I don't think you have that now. You just don't have that now. And I think you've lost uh, college tennis being um, kind of a, a, a training ground for, for pro tennis, pro American tennis. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would change. I think NCAA has some issues. I think they've got a lot of issues actually, but, but um, you know, I wish the USTA would have, would have, um, would have, would do something, you know, I think the only, the only organization that could put some pressure on the NCAA would be the, uh, the USTA. So before Mike Douse resigned, um, I was going to try to, not that I could do anything, but, but, um, you know, say, Mike, you know, let's, why don't, why don't, why doesn't the USTA put some pressure on the NCAA and let's change that. But obviously if they change something for tennis, you're talking about changing all of the sports, but yeah. I think the NCAA is going to go through a transformation here in the next couple of years, probably not, not real conducive for that organization. You know, I think things are going to change, but anyway, that that's what I would do. Yeah. I think American tennis, American tennis has suffered uh, because of that fact. Um, it's become a nice training ground for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Such a well thought out answer. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. You you hit my hot topic button. Yeah. yeah, AJ knows that, that, that irritates me faster than anything else. And, and I've got some great friends that, that are foreign players. Of course. I stayed in one with, in Australia with my buddy, Barry Nissenbaum and uh, wouldn't have met him, but we only had one or two around Weber at the time. Mm. Like what you were saying, if you limited the number, I think it's always great to learn about other cultures, other people. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, absolutely. That's what college is. Two summers when I was a junior, we hosted a, a German exchange tennis player. So we, we um, and it was such a fantastic uh, thing for, for me and our, for our family. You know, we tried it one summer and then uh, a couple years later, I couldn't go to Germany. It was going to be a, you know, I, you know, cause I, my tennis was, you know, going on. So we invited him back and he came back for a second time. And, um, and it was awesome. I still, you know, still keep in touch with him somewhat, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, that expanded my horizon when I was in college, I went over and stayed with him. So, so yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, having other cultures is absolutely fantastic. And, and, um, some of my best friends are, you know, Mario Rincon mm-hmm. from Columbia. Yeah. We talk Columbia, and Adam Malik is my Malaysia. best friend from Malaysia. Yeah. And I've been, I haven't been to Bogota, but, but I've been to Malaysia, been to Germany, you know, through tennis friendships, and that, that, that wouldn't stop, um, just by limiting it. it. It would just provide a little bit more opportunity for American tennis players, um, to, to have that opportunity. I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, probably 20, you know, reading articles from, from coaches in the United States, trying to defend it going, well, we're all about the great competition and great competition is going to provide, you know, it's actually going to be, be a benefit to American players, which I totally disagree you know, because if you don't get the opportunity, you know, you just, if, if you can't play, if you're on the bench, you know, you're not going to get any better. So, and no. you know, I think that we could use a, a little bit more, you know, a lot of, a lot of great college players are still kind of coming through. 
Oh, yeah. Especially on, especially on the women's side. Yeah. Try I mean, that, that, uh, that girl that just. Danielle Collins from UVA. Uh, from UVA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a prime example. All the way to the Australian um, Open final and almost yeah. got to set off the the champ, Ash Barty. There's a lot of, yeah. So anyway, that that's what I would do. And um, if I was at the USTA, I would be knocking on the door of the NCAA trying to change something. If I wanted American tennis to, to grow and get better. Yeah, we, we grew up in the golden age of, of American tennis. And that's, that's right. where I, I've written an article. Uh, it was about 10 years ago. I, I looked it up. You know, I'm pretty good with geography. And yeah. I figured out wh- where it was going already with numbers and, you know, where people were from. So, you know, it was it wasn't hard to figure out. Trust me. You know, I. I know, I know, even though I'm from Oklahoma, I, I kind of know, you know, where Malaysia is or I've heard of Columbia, you know, those kind of places. But you know, it took me about a month to do it. I, I just did it in some off time and yeah. I penned an, a little article and um, never heard back from anybody, unfortunately, so, except for Wayne Bryant. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you've heard back from some big names oh, yeah. like Brian Brothers' yeah. dad, Wayne. Oh, yeah. Man. No, he was, he's all in our corner. Yeah. Like I said, I can talk on this this oh, yeah. subject ad nauseum, and yeah. I'm sure, you know. It, well, I think, yeah. I think you, it needs... And need somebody to, unfortunately, in today's society, um, file a lawsuit to get something, at least some publicity in that in that yeah. direction. Because it, you know, it's again if, from a strictly tennis standpoint, it's not it's not good for American tennis. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and I'm not wanting to limit any uh, um, anybody's opportunity, but um, let's l- level the playing field yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so. I agree. So, very thoughtful answer. Very uh, convivial. You know, very friendly. You didn't didn't throw anybody oh, yeah, under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, the whole two and a half hours. Oh, what a gosh. joy! My goodness, uh, yeah. spending the evening with Craig Bell and Rich Benson. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks a lot. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And we're definitely playing. Get Corita. We're yeah, going to play definitely, We're definitely uh-huh. doing it. Is he and you're definitely coming to Utah to ski. Yeah, so I can we're going to set that up somehow. <laughs> you're right. on, Rich. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and we're going to be in the band, Expensive Pigments. <laughs> Pigments. That's right. So Rich is the guitar player. <laughs> and, and don't forget, don't player. forget, you can contact Hartrue for yeah. all of your yes. surface yes. coating needs. Clay or hard. H yeah H A R T R U and on Instagram, Hartrue with a one, the number one. Rich, Absolutely. thanks. Thank thanks you. for your time, for your friendship. Uh, all these years, yeah. you know, we certainly appreciate. Uh, right. Yeah, this two and a half hours of uh, fun and, and uh, conviviality. That's my last word on. That's got to be ten. Oh, it's ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah. We, twelve maybe. But, uh, thanks for your time. Coming up, city open. Yeah, city, city open. open. All right. So we'll Next time there. you're in Dallas, we'll grab yeah. some lunch and hit some balls. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd thanks, Rich. All thanks right. so much. Have a great night. So thanks a lot. Good night, bud. What a great guest, CB. Oh, another another great yeah. one. Yeah, Rich, Rich didn't disappoint. We had did a great not, time. Oh, man, it was not. a lot of fun. So, yeah, but we kept him too long. I know it was at 240 yeah. right now. We'll so. let him get to bed. And right. uh, and as we wind down, gosh, we've got a great show coming up. We're off this Wednesday, but yes. next Sunday. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Do our little dismount. Oh, yeah. yeah, you want to do our dismount? Here we go. So we'll do that, and we'll start talking here in a second. But uh, there we go. James Scott Campbell. Everybody, thanks for listening to season one, episode one one four of At the Net Podcast. Join us next week as we talk with Jason Cordova. Yes, he has a fine Corinthian leather yeah. in, the, in the Chrysler Cordova. That's right. You know, you know, Jason does a what uh, we call the unique 
glow-in-the-dark tennis experience called Explosive. So, so it's going to be interesting. Explosive. Explosive. And maybe Ricardo Montalban makes an appearance. He, maybe. he might. And maybe. Maybe. he's fine Corinthian leathers. <laughs> also, uh, well, we're going to be off Wednesday night for Instagram. I've got an event here at the club, but we'll be back the following Wednesday night doing tennis shorts, right? That's right. Yeah. So forward to it. Lastly, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and our other social media outlets. Plus, uh, tell a friend or friend we'd like everybody to be netheads, right? We'd love you to join, like, subscribe, yeah. share, be a nethead, yeah. uh, email us. We'll get you a hat or yeah. a T-shirt or something, some yeah. at the net swag. Yeah. So thank you all, and uh, all very nice. we'll see you Sunday night at the net. And that's the tennis news as it, it seems, seems to us. us.